This is for you, Tom Hardy. Damn. You're on baby number two. Too bad. It's not good for me and you. But you know, Sophie B. Hawkins taught me. Let's hit it. That old dog has chained you up all right. Give you everything you need to Live inside your twisted cage Sleep beside an empty page uh, I had your dream I was your hero Damn I wish Tom Hardy was my lover I'd rock you till the daylight comes Make sure you're smiling and fucking warm I'm everything tonight And I will be your motherfucker I will be such things is your pain Clear your mind and you won't be ashamed Damn oh. Open up and come inside Gonna fill you up, gonna make you cry This little motherfucker can't stand to see you black and blue Cause you played Venom so sweetly Oh! You can come inside my jungle book Well it's time to just look, don't say to stay Don't say you'll stay cause then you'll go away Damn, I wish Tom Hardy was a good fucker I'd rock you till the daylight comes Fucking Venom till we both uh. Damn, I wish Tom Hardy was a fucker And then he'd go to the hot cookie Eat a cookie shaped in the gunk Oh, big old cock Ooh, that's right uh. <laughs> Hey I was not going to do as I lame. <laughs> um, what's up with this Dr. Zeus podcast? My friend gave me the idea. I love, I love Tom Hardy. I love his ambiguity. Ambiguity. <clears throat> he, could, he could be part of the ambiguously gay duo. <clears throat> okay. Um... Yeah, it's Thursday. It's it's kind of a cute Thursday, you know. I'm still coughing. I didn't have any coffee. I haven't had coffee in a long time. <sighs> I think it has to do with the medication I'm taking. Because, you know, coffee will just make you... Ugh, it's not pretty. But neither was that karaoke. You know, I really need to get to the bottom of my equipment so that I could deliver such songs as damn I wish you ate all my butter Barbara Streisand's favorite it's like butter mm. right now I'm drinking sparkling ice crisp apple sparkling water with antioxidants and vitamins zero sugar bitch and it's Thursday and Friday is almost here um you know, I figured I should do the show early. <clears throat> of course, when I go on summer break, I do it really early because I have nothing better to do but to fuck around with you. So, you know, I could be at the bar right now doing karaoke with my friend, but I have a show to do, you know, and... Let's look at some some famous karaoke. Ooh. I want to have a little fun. I haven't been drinking yet. Um, I've never been much of a drinker. 
you know, and I'm not knocking people who are, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, I mean, I'm not Amy Winehouse, oh, look at this, you know, everyone's doing Bohemian Rhapsody after seeing the fucking movie, um, Oh, I did Nothing Else Matters in Hawaii, but I had a better microphone. There's a lot of songs here I know. There's a lot of songs I don't know, but I'm not even trying to sing right now because my uh, I have this cough that just won't go away. <coughs> what can I do? Mm, I love Bruno Mars, but no. Oh, God, more Queen. I I just did um Damn I wish I was your lover Sophie bisexual Hopkins I love that um could we try I'm not even going to try Ariana Latte because that's just not my style mm, Wonderwall no I don't know it's Black Velvet no <laughs> Ooh. Mm, this is perfect. This is this is my 80s roots, you know. I was born at the beginning of the 80s. Oh yeah. That's right. I remember being a little kid and thinking, did Madonna turn Mexican? Come up with that Saverda. Lady Gaga. Uh Last night I dreamt of Madonna Just like I'd never gone I knew the song Young Madonna with eyes like the desert It all seems like yesterday Not far away Tropical, the island breeze All of Lady Gaga's free And wild that this is where she longs to be La Isla Bonita and when Madonna goes crazy, the sun would set so high because she doesn't have an Oscar or the perfect guy. The Spanish lullaby. Oh. I always thought it was funny because, you know, she says in the song, I want to be um, where the. Okay, let's go to it. Okay, because, you know, she's got a big gay following. So I thought this is kind of. An oxymoron to say, I want to be where the sun warms the sky when it's time for siesta. You can watch it go by. Beautiful faces, no cares in this world. Where a girl loves a boy and a boy gets a blowjob from anyone. Because she could have said that, you know, she has a big gay following. She didn't say it because it was Reagan's 80s. You know, in Reagan's 80s, you didn't talk about that. Perfect strangers. <coughs> I think I, I say that because I think of Balky. Balky would have just fucked anything. And he probably did. You know, the 80s were a very kind of people thought it was all about bosom buddies time. And it wasn't, you know, I think also because AIDS, you know, people were scared and. You know, we we let loose in the gay 90s, you know, kind of akin to 1890s. Madonna wasn't around then, but she, you know, she could have she could have floated on the barge. And, um, you know, it's throwback Thursday. I remember being a really, really little kid 
and hearing Lucky Star for the first time, Borderline, I didn't know who it was, because when you're that little, you kind of don't, you don't put in, uh, you know, a face to a song. You're just like, oh, that sounds good. Just like I was telling someone the other day, I, I, as a little kid, I couldn't put two and two together that the lady singing When I Think of You and Nasty was Michael Jackson's sister. I didn't really get that till I was maybe eight or nine, you know, or the fact that the Cosby show was not real. I remember one time they did like a, a retrospective of the first five years and they had Felicia Rashad's real child on there. And I thought, wait a minute, I thought she was married to Bill. Thankfully, she wasn't, you know. Um, yeah. But hey, that's that's the Dr. Zeus podcast, you know. You can go back. I I love this format, you know, that I can go back and look upon things and think, mm. like today I, I remember I was telling someone, I remember being nine. And when you're that age, you want, I can see it in my nephew. You want a form of independence. He doesn't really need that now because he has a tablet. When I was nine, I did not have a tablet. They were not in existence. Computers were still Oregon Trail. Um... I remember I had gotten some money because I did well on grades or something. I made the honor roll or something. And I got, like, some money. And there was this place called Best. And Best sold electronics. And they said, well, what do you want? And I picked out this $80. Or was it $60? See, I don't really, really remember. It was a portable black and white TV. Because I wanted a form of independence. I wanted my own little TV. Now, I didn't use it very often because I remember the first show I watched on that little portable TV was Doctor Who. I remember because PBS was playing the reruns. And then I remember turning on the regular TV to see it in color. So it was a weird kind of... um, revelation for me that here I had wanted this form of independence via the TV and you had to put all of these batteries in the TV or you could plug it in you know it was it was better to plug the TV in but yeah I remember watching I was nine or eight this little black and white TV that I had requested and watching Doctor Who and then sweating like a pig I think it was the summer or probably May of that year. I don't really remember. I do remember taking the TV when it had batteries out to the orchard to watch TV in the tree. I don't know why. Um, I was a, a strange child. You know, I remember the first time I watched um, Treasure Island. See, I've seen many versions of Treasure Island. I always preferred the one with Christian Bale. And Charlton Heston. Now, I hated Charlton Heston's guts. I still do. And he played a really good Long John Silver, though. But Christian Bale, I remember watching it in school. He was Jim Hawkins. Who would have thought that that little Jim Hawkins would grow up to be Batman, American Psycho, (laughs) Vice, um, Dick Eklund in The Fighter, 
I see that's what I'm saying is you go back and you don't think oh shit that was a trip but I remember watching Treasure Island and I was really little and I wanted to be a pirate like I had seen in Treasure Island I thought oh that's just so cool and climbing up to the tree thinking it was the mast of a ship and then I wouldn't, and I didn't want to come down, and I would be up there till the sun went down. And then I had a fear of heights, so then it was like, okay, I I made my way up. How do I come down? It's always been kind of funny. It's like I like it way up at the top, but I don't like to come back down. You know what I mean? And there's that, you know, oh, what goes up must come down. Oh shit, here we go. <sighs> but yeah, and. And then years later, I got into that Black Sails. Black Sails is such a great show because as someone who liked Treasure Island when I was little, to know that, oh, they've created this. Here I'm an adult and they've created this prequel to Treasure Island about Captain Flint. And we didn't know shit about Captain Flint in Treasure Island. It had just said, this is what happened to Flint and Flint's treasure and and his the his seamates, you know, Billy Bones, uh, Long John Silver, um, Blind Pew. Now, that part of Treasure Island was kind of disturbing because it's like, oh God. Um, in fact, I think the late Christopher Lee played Blind Pew. Because he was going to slit Jim Hawkins' throat. I do remember that. And Oliver Reed played Billy Bones. I think he did. Let me see. Was it Oliver Reed? Um, or is it... It wasn't Carol Reed because Carol Reed was the director. Um... Cause you know I want to I want to get it or I get it right I almost said get it white now I sound like Barbara Walters um Castaway no okay leading man no I love when you know you're looking for something and then you find it when you least expect it okay um Treasure Island yep yep. Treasure Island. He played Billy Bones. Damn. This is interesting. Christopher Lee is Blind Pew. Julian Glover is Dr. Livesley. Julian Glover, who was married to the uh, Eileen Atkins at one point. Um, this Treasure Island was directed by Franz Fraser Clark Heston. Oh, little baby NRA. Yeah. I can't stand Charlton Heston. I love on people. Oh, Ben Hur. Oh, okay. I hate to rain on his parade, but there is a, a documentary called The Celluloid Closet where Gore Vidal, who wrote some of the script for Ben Hur, talks about the homosexual overtones. But in Hollywood, you can film that. Now, and Charlton Heston's. Dumb as a board. He's not realizing what he's doing with that dialogue. 
And, you know, Gore Vidal's just sitting there clapping his hands like, ha, 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 Mr. Conservative himself is playing Ben-Hur, you know? He could have been in uh, that one movie with Mae West and he wouldn't have even known it or knew it. <coughs> but, um, yeah. It's interesting. Black Sails, I always tell people, watch that because it didn't, you know, it, it, it was not Game of Thrones. Blech. And, you know, when something becomes that big and you kind of want, oh, let me let me try it out. It's like getting on a skateboard after everyone else has gotten on it. And the fanfare has kind of died down. I remember when people told me, oh, you should watch The Sopranos. I didn't have HBO yet. You know, I I got into it. I like Edie Falco. I love that anyone who could play the wife of someone like that. Hey, I'll give it to her. And I love Nurse Jackie. (coughs) There are just parts of The Sopranos that I just can't watch. I think the theme song's funny, you know. Um... I don't know. It's it's hard to say. When people tell you to get into something, oh, you like they said to me about a year ago. Oh, you just have to get into This Is Us. Okay. And I watched it and I thought, oh, I, I pissed people off when I said this. I said, oh, yeah, it's called 30 something. Oh, that's not funny. Uh, I remember 30 something and I was just a kid. This Is Us is basically uh, a, re- a reaffirmation of... 30 something about loss although with this is us it confuses me because it goes back in time if i want to watch that back in time i'll watch doctor who i don't or the time machine i don't need to watch it on nbc okay um is will and grace even still on i don't even know the reboot (sighs) the reboot is like that tattoo that people say they they regret getting but they still got it and they got it in the chinese writing because they think it means something when in truth it doesn't you know if they had maybe studied linguistics studied mandarin they probably wouldn't have gotten that tattoo to begin with so that's that's kind of what the reboot is <coughs> you're going back and digging up fossils and you know, and I loved and I loved Will and Grace when it was first on. And you know, that takes me to these people who oh you're I love when people who who live in glass houses throw stones. Oh, and they tell people, Oh yeah, he's getting old. <laughs> Speak for your fucking self, I'm not getting old. A cousin of mine said, Oh, we're getting old, and I said, Speak for yourself. I don't wake up and feel what you claim to be feeling i wake up i'm like oh, okay another day um and you be thank you have to be thankful for that and then get up and think okay i'm gonna go make money i'm gonna you know get my coffee i'm gonna have a little surly attitude when i go get the coffee and you know i a really great professor of mine he he teaches um what is it um sociology and he and i said to him once you know i haven't ever woken up and said oh i feel so old and he said and you never will and i said you're damn right 
And probably because I look at, you know, like I said, and I've said on this show before, my grandmother would come over and bring her play clothes. So to say what that does to a little kid, like, oh, grandma not old. Okay. Grandma also dyed her hair. So grandma not old. You know, um, the other day we were talking about dyeing our hair at work. And I said, when I want to get rid of the grays, I just cut my hair off. That's it. You know, a part of me would like to dye them. And then a part of me is like, that looks can be deceiving. So that's why I like to put them on there. And then people realize, oh, like we were having pizza right before we went on winter break. And we were talking about 2020. I said, oh, yeah, I'll be 40. And they went, teacher, we thought you were in your 20s. I said, well, and I did say looks can be deceiving, you know. I said, well, what do you do? I said, I wake up and I look forward. I don't think, oh, my God, it's over. Fuck you. No, it is not. If you can still get up every day and you can do what you want and you can fuck and you can be punk rock it doesn't matter you know i'm so thankful to have lived through the 90s i mean i wish we would have had tablets but we didn't you know and i've talked about how my brother and i were waiting for this technology the only difference is is that so many of you who are younger within this technology misuse it oh it's oh facebook's so hard no it's not if you use it properly and don't misuse it. And I think of, you know, like I just said, I had, we had pocket TVs, we had CD players. You would put your CDs in a carry on and you'd go on a trip. And now it's all on a tablet in your phone. And to us, that's like, whoa, our prayers have finally been answered. And, it, and they have. Do we misuse the technology? No. Because we we remember a time when it was dial up, when you wanted to download porn, it was maybe a few seconds, or the picture would kind of it starts to download, and you're like, oh, how far do I really want to go for this picture? Huh? And and downloading songs, it this was MP3s. Were, it, this was like the late '90s. Napster was not even a thought yet. People were just starting to do this. You know, CDs hadn't started to rot yet. I, I I love when people say to me, oh, well, I have my blank CDs. And I'm like, you do know they rot. And people would say to me, well, you can't totally go digital. And, well, yeah, you can. And I love how they say, well, I don't trust the cloud. Well, if you use it in a proper way. You know, and I can understand people are scared of technology. I was taught not to be afraid of it. I was taught to be to be um, vigilant about it and to not misuse it and to, you know, there are things that you can use to your advantage when it comes to technology. You know, um, you don't open. I, I learned that in high school. You don't open funny looking emails because, you know, a virus my brother taught me that or <clears throat> how could you know you could download things you could the mp4 you know 
I mean, the fact that I can do this show on my phone and I don't have my my equipment, you know, my my interface where I can change my voice, you know, I can sound, you know, when I want to do those episodes where I say, you know, let's have a seance, let's talk to Carrie Fisher, you know, stuff like that where I say, hey, you know, let's let's pretend to conjure these ghosts or have the church lady when she says, you know, could it be, you know, eventually I'm going to get back to that format, but I like that. Oh, I can record this show on my phone. I know how to modulate my voice. I always, I've learned how to do that not too long ago. It's like, Oh, you just speak at a certain level. I know that, you know, a lot of the different podcasters, they, you know, and then I understand you wanted to, you want to edit it. You want it to be perfect, to be crisp. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I studied to be, I, you know, at one point I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I still do. And there's such, there is a beauty in it not being crisp. And, and there, there's a beauty in there being mistakes and fuck ups. Cause then that's part, it's part of life. It's not, oh, we're going to go and this is going to be perfect. No, it's not. Not going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I I had a revelation. I went to go pick up mail and the lady looks at my ID and says, that's you? I said, I know. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, when you gain, you look, if you look at my I, my driver's license, and then you look at me now, people are like, what the fuck happened? Oh, a lot happened. Or as I usually say, and some people get this and family members get this. I showed my aunt one time and she's like, whoa. And I said, yeah, depression is a bitch. She said, yes, it is. I said, it's a bitch. Because then you don't want to do things anymore that you did before. I think people think that, oh, I just got tired of working out. No. Things started to happen. Things at work started to happen. People started to breathe down my neck in a very negative way. And I was just like, no, I'm not. I don't want this anymore. Mm-mm. You know, and that's, that's that's the honest truth. And if I can make people laugh through that, <coughs> I you know, they, they laugh. I think it's better when I don't rehearse it. It's it. That's what I mean by you. You have to do it by the seat of your pants. You can't just say action. It the action's gonna film itself. You can't just set it up or like the perfect photograph. Sometimes you just snap it. It's 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 a moment of chance. You know what I mean. You have to take it. And I love how people say, oh, if I had only taken that. Well, see, and I even learned that early on as a little kid. Timing is everything. You know, you can't go back. Once you've done it, it's done. Once you say what you've said, it's you can't go back. That That is there. So when people say, oh, if only I had gone to that shop before it closed and I'm the one that's like, yeah, I went there before it closed because I knew, you know, you can't, uh, you know, if only, if only you can only say that so many times. That's like saying that girl said to me once, oh, well, 
patience is a virtue. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you can say that so many times, even though for you, time management is not even a virtue. And time management is very important, especially when you're not trying to piss someone like me off because my time is precious. Oh, can we do it at another time? No, because I've already set aside time to do this. I don't do that shit. No. Give me an hour notice. Don't give me five minute notice. That's fucked up. (coughs) That's where I'm like, "Mm -mm." there are only certain things that I will put up with. And that's one of them. And that's probably, you know, why I don't feel old. I don't is because I'm I'm here now. You take it or you leave it or you fuck it or smoke it up. It's there, you know, and I and someone said to me, well, you know, you're not getting any younger. And I said, speak for yourself. And I said, and you know what? And don't oh, and don't be all cry, baby. I'm so old. Hey, you're still alive. You're still alive. And that's always been my goal is just to keep fucking going. If I live to be 105, hey, that's that actually is the goal. To keep going until the wheels fall off. Until I just, I'm like, I need a wheelchair. Or at least some skates. I don't know. But you know, this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. That's, that's kind of my inspiration right there is when I say the doctors because I love Doctor Who. I grew up watching Doctor Who. This this man who never dies. He, he basically can't. He's this alien. He's got two hearts. When he does, and when he is mortally wounded, he changes his face. Could have worked for Madonna. You know, plastic surgery. Um, and then traveling around in this blue box. And the, And the other thing, though, is I always tell people, and we live in this era of superheroes. I love superheroes. I think it's great. Marvel. <coughs> Some of DC. But the beauty of Doctor Who is he doesn't carry a gun. He has a sonic screwdriver. When he matches people, it's with his wit. When he puts one over and then he jumps in his blue box and he flies off and he goes to the future. He goes to the past. He goes to see Agatha Christie. I mean... This is before Murder on the Orient Express, you know, Um, goes to see, you know, people in the future at the end of the earth. It's uh, to go. He goes to see William Shakespeare and people always say, well, who's your favorite Doctor Who? And, you know, Tom Baker, Tom Baker is probably the most iconic, but he's not one of my favorites because I wasn't alive then. I, I wasn't here till the eighties. But I'm I am aware of Tom Baker and I'm where I'm aware of all of the the repeats of Doctor Who. But for me, it's David Tennant and Peter Peter Capaldi. Matt Smith is okay. He's good. I he kind of grew on me. I mean, whenever you ha- to make a Doctor Who episode called Let's Kill Hitler. And it's like, whoa, we're going to go there. Okay. You know, that's not something that Star Trek is going to do. And 
I think people forget that Doctor Who is way before Star Trek. Doctor Who, Doctor Who started off in 1963. It was preempted by JFK's assassination. It would have aired on November 22nd, 1963. But they waited and aired it that Saturday in England. You know, I'm sure Churchill didn't watch it because Churchill, from what I read, or his granddaughter said, he was very affected by JFK's assassination. And he was like in his 90s, you know. And here is, you know, the the prime minister of the 20th century faced with that. In fact, they they portrayed him in Doctor Who at one point, you know. Although I got to say nothing beats Gary Oldman. I loved G- Gary Oldman's portrayal of Churchill because it wasn't the Churchill that we all know. Oh, he's, you know, he has conquered Hitler. He's in the famous picture with FDR and Stalin. No, this is when he was first elected prime minister. The king didn't have any faith in him. His predecessors had no faith in him. Nobody. And he's having to, okay, how is he going to navigate this? It's very fascinating to watch. He's at the bottom of the barrel. You know, uh, the bottom of his of his cigar, of course. But, you know, Monica Lewinsky herself wouldn't touch that. You know, and I've often I've often said about that. That's that's the beauty of the 90s is that kind of stuff happening. And you're like, whoa, Jerry Springer. You know, now people feverishly still watch Maury Povich talk about you are not the father, but it, it will never come close to Jerry Springer. You put on Jerry Springer and all hell is going to break loose. Oprah herself would be crying in different accents. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. And it's crazy to think of all the shit that went down. I remember watching someone had taped the MTV Awards. Remember when MTV had music? (laughs) I do. They had taped the MTV Awards for me. And it was the year that Clinton, the whole Lewinsky scandal... And all throughout the awards, it was all these little political things. And then at the they did the nominees for video of the year. This is 1998. And after all the videos were played, there was Clinton. Thank you and good night. It was crazy. And it was also crazy is that the Republicans were spending taxpayers' money Basically putting the president on the stand for getting a blowjob. And I remember being a teenager and we had to do these things called media reports. And I didn't do one because I did not like school at all. And the teacher one time said to me, oh, you're very quiet tonight or today. Uh, Yeah. Did you do your media report? No, sir. Well, then tell me. He always liked when I would say things because he thought I was really strange. He said, whoa, you, I didn't think that would come out of your mouth. Um, he said to me, tell me, what do you think of the Lewinsky scandal? And I kind of looked around and I said, well, sir, you know, with all due respect, 
We all know what she did. Okay, she gave him a blowjob. She's a cocksucker. And I said that and people were like, and I said, we all know what that is. And you know what that is. And everyone just and the 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 teacher's aide jabbed me in the shoulder when I said that. Can't believe you said that. And I said, well, that's what my grandmother said. And she doesn't bullshit me. And the teacher looked at me and he said, I value your opinion. He said, because you're saying it in a way that's truthful, but we don't talk like that in my class. I hold your diploma in my hand. I said, I understand you do, sir. I said, but we're all adults here and we all know what that is. And Barbara Walters pretends she doesn't know. And he says, yes, and that's what we will keep to ourselves." I said, okay. And class was let out and he pulled me to his desk and he says to me, he says, you know, you would be a great writer with the way you think. He says, you're, you're saying things that Hunter Thompson would say, but don't say that in my class. Save it for your book. I said, okay. Because <clears throat> he said to me, you know, people in Washington do talk like that. They say cocksucker and they say fuck all the time, but not in class, not in government class. So, yeah, you know, it was a it was an interesting time. I've off, you know, we I couldn't you can make humor out of this. I remember watching Monica Lewinsky giving the famous interview and and I was only like 18 and thinking, whoa, this nut job really is crazy. She thinks the leader of the free world is her little boyfriend. And she can't even take a shower without him. It's like, oh, God, get some soap. Oh, God. And and Linda Tripp, who, I mean, plastic surgery still couldn't make her look pretty. <laughs> it was just a nut job. And, and you know, and of course, that there's an infamous thing I've talked about on here before. Supposedly, after Larry King interviewed Monica Lewinsky 20 years ago, this is 20 years ago, happy anniversary, um, and Larry King is still alive. Supposedly, they were not miked, and Larry King said to Monica Lewinsky, what have you learned about this year? Well, Larry, I've learned not to put things in my mouth that aren't good for me. Supposedly, she said that. When I heard that, I thought that was the most hilarious piece of shit I'd ever heard. Are you kidding me? You know, she was the top of KD Lang, the goddess of lesbianism herself, Butch Dyke. K.D. Lang. K.D. fucking Lang. Const- I love her. Constant Craving. Canadian. Torch Singer. Sounds like Patsy Cline. Looks like a man. Just perfect. I love, I love Dykes. They're so funny. She's, you know, she talks about being at the Oscar party. And she had had a sex dream about Monica Lewinsky. And she told her. And Monica Lewinsky's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool that I love how Katie Lang calls herself a daikon. 
Not an icon, a daikon. A daikon. Um, that this famous lesbian had this, this sex dream about Monica Lewinsky. And here Bill Clinton's like, I couldn't even get her to get rid of the dress. You know, here's Katie Lang, who hasn't worn a dress in a long time. But I'm sure now she wants to go and buy it. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a crazy ass time. And then Napster came along. It's, it's like I'm doing Nat Geo, but it's more so what I've lived through. And I think, oh, this is so fascinating, you know? And then you cut to years later, downloading songs. But see, the funny thing is when you would download them, you didn't always get the quality right. Like if you wanted to download individual tracks, and put them on a CD. You had to be careful because of the bit rate. Because certain songs would be like in 128. And I'm speaking nerd here. So 128 is like the lowest of the bit rate. And 192 is like CD quality. Well, then they would bump it up to 320, which is really good quality. So then like I would download these songs for like a CD and my friend would my friend would actually judge me on this. Oh my god, you should have just downloaded the album. And I said, "What? You fucked it up. What are you talking about? This song sounds louder than the other. What the hell did you just do?" I said, "Well, you know, that one was 128 and the other one was 192." You know, it wasn't like I was, oh, let me do this perfectly. I was like pick I was like picking daisies, you know? Oh, that one looks cute. That one is barely alive. You know? And it was and it was MP3s and then MP4s. You could download movies, porn, games, what have you. You know, and it was always funny because whenever people would wanna like have like the birthday parties and they would ask me to make them a CD. Oh, you get all the songs. And they're giving me these lists of songs, you know? And then I had like a few cousins who I don't particularly like who were really freeloaders because they knew that I had a CD burner. Hey, can you burn this copy for my boss? And I want to say, why don't you go burn your boss his own copy? I don't be wasting my CDs. But, you know, I was nice. I did it. <coughs> People like that. <laughs> once once, once a piece of shit, always a piece of shit. Always. You can put makeup on it and say that you're a life coach and say that you're happy and perfect little life, but you're always going to be a son of a bitch to me. Or there are a few others who will remain nameless, who are now people of the cloth. And I think, yeah, I remember when that son of a bitch was a real fucker to me. They will always be that way. Because you can you can change it. You can I'm gonna put the outfit on, the wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm gonna change. Uh-uh. You're always gonna be that same person. And I'm going to remember that shit. So, you know, there are people in who remain nameless who have fucked with me. And I'm like, mm-mm. Oh, I will never forget that shit. Nope. So when they, I love when people say, oh, but they've changed. 
bullshit. Change is a word that they can't even spell. David Bowie said it himself. Ch-ch-ch-change is face to strange. They can't even sing that. I can't right now because I choose not to. Because I believe in a thing called copyright. And I don't want Iman or the rest of the Bowie family coming out. Oh, you sang daddy, you sang daddy's song on your podcast. I am a big fan of David Bowie. I have the utmost respect for him. I'm not going to cut his shit, okay? To make it an example. You know, that's why I love Margaret's show. She can go up there. She can do her piece. I love when she says, "Ktel just released hits from the 80s. I used to do her jokes when I was in high school because I couldn't think of my own jokes. And then when people would wise up, oh, wait a minute, you didn't write that. No. Where'd you hear it? I'm not telling you. And then they would, and then they'd find out where it came from. Like I said, one time we were in class, and I said, "Ktel just released hits of the '80s. We'll be listening to this this music for 50 years, and 50 years we'll all be in some retirement home, going, oh, put on hungry like the wolf again.'" And they laughed. They thought it was funny. They thought I made it up. I said, "Yeah, I guess I did." You know, Ktel hits from the '80s when we were all just little babies. Come on. Yeah. And I remember we were graduating and someone said, came up to me and said, you know, I had a feeling that joke you told me you didn't, you didn't come up with that. And I, and Margaret show was talking about, oh yes. Well, you know, I borrowed it from Margaret show. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you got to start somewhere. You know, I said, I'll give credit where credit is due. I didn't come up with it, you know. In fact, the other day someone was asking me, and this is this is my own. I created this myself. They were complaining about San Francisco. Oh, you liberals. Nancy Pelosi, San Francisco, you need to clean it. It's so dirty. I said, hey, where there are rainbows, it's clean. And they kind of looked at me and they thought, oh, wait a minute. You are kind of right. I said, yes. When you go into the gay neighborhood, it's clean. It's so clean. You could call it douche five times and it's clean. You could eat off the sidewalk like you're eating out of someone's ass. It's clean. They even have the hot cookie. You can go and buy a cookie that's shaped like a cock. You can go and buy a cookie that's shaped like a vagina. You can have whatever you want because there's rainbows. But then when you venture outside of the parts of San Francisco that there aren't rainbows, oh, yeah, it's fucking dirty. It smells like piss. But when there's a rainbow, you will not. Unless they're into golden showers, then it might be smelling like piss. I've never understood that. But you know what? People have their fetishes. Whips, chains, piss, whatever. Swings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Huh, I've met some very interesting people. One time they said to me, oh, come over, I'm going to tie you up. I said, no, I don't think so. No. I've already seen that movie, and I don't think there needs to be a sequel to it. Why don't you go have someone else come over? Okay, fine. Well, I just thought of you. That's nice you thought of me, but I'm not trying to get rope burned. 
No. Yeah. I saw Fatal Attraction. I don't want to be the victim of Fatal Attraction. You know, the bombs. (coughs) But we have to give credit tonight to Senator. I have to say it right. Because I don't, I don't want to fuck it. I don't like messing up names. We are living in a time of crazy walls. Walls. Democratic Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado took to the floor of the U.S. Senate this morning to spar with Texas junior piece of shit Ted Cruz over border security and the government shut down. And Michael Bennett ripped Ted Cruz, a new one. Republican senators are looking at Michael Bennett thinking, oh, shit, he just called us out. And he did. It was like watching a Democratic Jimmy Stewart, because Jimmy Stewart was a Republican, people. Start crying. Um, Watching him just go apeshit, but in a very relaxed, you know, not not a Howard Dean type of ah! way, you know. Uh, I I was it was amazing. I watched. It. I was. Huh. Now they're saying, "Oh, he should run for president." No, not so fast. In a white diamonds Elizabeth Taylor type of way, not so fast. No, because we have Elizabeth Warren, who knows what's going to happen. She's tough as nails. She could be the Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton. That's the funny thing is people were like, oh, you you shouldn't wish that upon us. I said, well, her name is Elizabeth. There is a queen in England called Elizabeth. We do need an Elizabethan era. And they just shake my head at me and I, and I keep going. I say, oh, and then there was Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who was one of uh, Susan, not one of if the major player and getting the women's right to vote with Susan B. Anthony. And then they're like, where where did you read this? In a history book. Oh, you and your big, big words, your $50 words. Yeah, I didn't have to pay for them. They're already in my brain. But, you know, it is the Dr. Seuss podcast, and I do love history. And I do, it does make me cringe when people don't know their history that think that 1945 was the end of the Civil War. No. It was the end of the World War, the Great World War. In fact, World War II was not... Okay, World War I was not called World War I until after World War II. A lot of people don't know that. You know, um, they just think, oh, it's always been there. No, I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. And you know what the Dr. Seuss podcast? I don't bullshit you. I check my facts. I was taught that by my professors. Even though I didn't become a lawyer, I didn't want to be. I'd already seen enough of law in order to go, oh, that's boring. I even took the LSAT out of, I took it just to take it. Just to make certain people spiteful. Let me take the LSAT. I'll just take it. That was so boring. I thought, oh, I don't want to do this. Are you kidding me? Make a lot of money and scream at people. You're out of jurisdiction. Order in the court. No, it's not happening. I want to make people laugh. 
not shit their pants. Because, you know, you can't. So, um, I got to give a shout out to, well, I have to do this. Let me go over here. Mm. We're going to give her a shout out. I got to give a shout out to Sharon. Sharon is not doing too well. Um, so I, I miss, I miss your humor and your, uh, oh God, she had so much realism, you know, and I, I want to give her a shout out. So I'm praying for you. The last time I saw you, I, we were hanging out with your daughter and we were going to go out to the bar and you were watching, some kind of uh, science fiction film. We had a very good chat. I'll never forget the first time I met her. And she's like, you must be so-and-so. Yeah. Why? Did I look it? You know, she's funny. Just just smart as a whip. We, we had a very good intellectual discussion. She said, yes, I minored in psychology. And I went, oh, no wonder I like talking to you. So, I want to give her a shout out. Praying for her. Um, so, this is the Dr. Seuss podcast. I give a cup of shut the fuck up to this shutdown. May it end. May, may Ted Cruz get booted out. Fucker. Unpleasant dreams. Good night. This is for you, Tom Hardy. Damn, you're on baby number two. Too bad. It's not good for me and you. But you know, Sophie B. Hawkins taught me. Let's hit it. That old dog has chained you up all right. Give you everything you need to Live inside your twisted cage Sleep beside an empty page Uh, I had your dream I was your hero Damn I wish Tom Hardy was my lover I'd rock you till the daylight comes Make sure you're smiling and fucking warm I'm everything tonight And I will be your motherfucker I will be such things to ease your pain Clear your mind and you won't be ashamed Damn oh. Open up and come inside Gonna fill you up, gonna make you cry This little motherfucker can't stand to see you black and blue Cause you played Venom so sweetly you can come inside my jungle book Well it's time to just look Don't say to stay Don't say you'll stay Cause then you'll go away Damn I wish Tom Hardy was a good fucker I'd rock you till the daylight comes Fucking Venom till we both uh. Damn I wish Tom Hardy was a fucker And then he'd go to the hot cookie Eat a cookie shaped in the gunk Oh, big old cock Ooh, that's right uh. <laughs> Hey, 
I was not gonna do as I lame. <laughs> um, what's up? This is Doctor Zeus podcast. My friend gave me the idea. I love, I love Tom Hardy. I love his ambiguity. Ambiguity. <laughs> he could he could be part of the ambiguously gay duo. <clears throat> okay. Um. Yeah, it's Thursday. It's it's kind of a cute Thursday, you know. I'm still coughing. I didn't have any coffee. I haven't had coffee in a long time. <sighs> I think it has to do with the medication I'm taking. Because, you know, coffee will just make you... Ugh, it's not pretty. But neither was that karaoke. You know, I really need to get to the bottom of my equipment so that I could deliver such songs as damn I wish you ate all my butter Barbara Streisand's favorite it's like butter mm. right now I'm drinking sparkling ice crisp apple sparkling water with antioxidants and vitamins zero sugar bitch and it's Thursday and Friday is almost here um you know I figured I should do the show early. <coughs> of course, when I go on summer break, I do it really early. Because I have nothing better to do. But to fuck around with you. So, you know, I could be at the bar right now doing karaoke with my friend. But I have a show to do. You know, and let's look at some ca- some famous karaoke. Ooh. I want to have a little fun. I haven't been drinking yet. Um, I'm, I've never been much of a drinker, you know, and I'm not knocking people who are, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, I mean, I'm not Amy Winehouse. Oh, look at this. You know, everyone's doing Bohemian Rhapsody after seeing the fucking movie. Um, Oh, I did nothing else matters in Hawaii, but I had a better microphone. There's a lot of songs here. I know there's a lot of songs I don't know, but I'm not even trying to sing right now because my I have this cough that just won't go away. <coughs> what can I do? Mm, I love Bruno Mars, but no. Oh, God, more Queen. I I just did um Damn I wish I was your lover Sophie bisexual Hopkins I love that um could we try I'm not even gonna try Ariana Latte because that's just not my style mm, Wonderwall no I don't know it's Black Velvet no <laughs> Ooh. Mm, this is perfect. This is this is my 80s roots. You know, I was born at the beginning of the 80s. Oh yeah. That's right. I remember being a little kid and thinking, did Madonna turn Mexican? Come up with that Saverda. Lady Gaga. Uh Last night I dreamt of Madonna Just like 
I'd never gone, I knew the song Young Madonna with eyes like the desert It all seems like yesterday, not far away Tropical, the island breeze All of Lady Gaga's free And wild that this is where she longs to be La Isla Bonita And when Madonna goes crazy The sun would set so high Because she doesn't have an Oscar or the perfect guy The Spanish lullaby oh! I always thought it was funny Because, you know, she says in the song I want to be um, where the okay, let's go to it. Okay, because you know she's got a big gay following, so I thought this is kind of an oxymoron to say I want to be where the sun warms the sky when it's time for siesta. You can watch it go by. Beautiful faces, no cares in this world. Where a girl loves a boy and a boy gets. Low job from anyone Because she could have said that You know she has a big gay following She didn't say it because it was Reagan's 80s You know in Reagan's 80s you didn't talk about that Perfect strangers <coughs> I think I, I say that because I think of Balky Balky would have just fucked anything And he probably did You know The 80s were a very kind of People thought it was all about bosom buddies time and it wasn't, you know, I think also because AIDS, you know, people were scared and, you know, we we let loose in the gay 90s, you know, kind of akin to 1890s. Madonna wasn't around then, but she, you know, she could have she could have floated on the barge and, um, you know, it's throwback Thursday. I remember being a really, really little kid. And hearing Lucky Star for the first time, Borderline, I didn't know who it was. Because when you're that little, you kind of don't, you don't put in, uh, you know, a face to a song. You're just like, oh, that sounds good. Just like I was telling someone the other day, I, I, as a little kid, I couldn't put two and two together that the lady singing When I Think of You and Nasty was Michael Jackson's sister. I didn't really get that till I was... Maybe eight or nine, you know, or the fact that the Cosby show was not real. I remember one time they did like a, a retrospective of the first five years and they had Felicia Rashad's real child on there. And I thought, wait a minute, I thought she was married to Bill. Thankfully, she wasn't, you know. Um, yeah, but hey, that's that's the Dr. Zeus podcast, you know. You can go back. I, I love this format, you know, that I can go back and look upon things and think, mm. like today I, I remember I was telling someone I remember being nine. And when you're that age, you want I can see it in my nephew. You want a form of independence. He doesn't really need that now because he has a tablet. When I was nine, I did not have a tablet. They were not in existence. Computers were still organ trail. Um. I remember I had gotten some money because I did well on grades or something. I made the honor roll or something. And I got like some money. And there was this place called Best. And Best sold electronics. And they said, well, what do you want? And I picked out this $80 
or was it $60? See, I don't really, really, really remember. It was a portable black and white TV. Because I wanted a form of independence. I wanted my own little TV. Now, I didn't use it very often because I remember the first show I watched on that little portable TV was Doctor Who. I remember because PBS was playing the reruns. And then I remember turning on the regular TV to see it in color. So it was a weird kind of um, revelation for me that here I had wanted this form of independence via the TV and you had to put all of these batteries in the TV or you could plug it in. You know, it was it was better to plug the TV in. But yeah, I remember watching I was nine or eight this little black and white TV that I had requested and watching Doctor Who and then sweating like a pig. I think it was the summer or probably May of that year. I don't really remember. I do remember taking the TV when it had batteries out to the orchard to watch TV in the tree. I don't know why. Um, I was a, a strange child, you know, I remember the first time I watched um, Treasure Island. See, I've seen many versions of Treasure Island. I always preferred the one with Christian Bale and Charlton Heston. Now, I hated Charlton Heston's guts. I still do. And he played a really good Long John Silver, though. But Christian Bale, I remember watching it in school. He was Jim Hawkins. Who would have thought that that little Jim Hawkins would grow up to be Batman, American Psycho, <laughs> Vice, um, Dick Eklund in The Fighter. Uh, I See, that's what I'm saying is you go back and you don't think, oh, shit, that was a trip. But I remember watching Treasure Island and I was really little and I wanted to be a pirate like I had seen in Treasure Island. I thought, oh, that's just so cool. And climbing up to the tree, thinking it was the mast of a ship. And then I wouldn't, and I didn't want to come down. And I would be up there till the sun went down. And then I had a fear of heights. So then it was like, okay, I, I made my way up. How do I come down? It's always been kind of funny. It's like, I like it way up at the top, but I don't like to come back down. You know what I mean? And there's that, you know, oh, what goes up must come down. Oh, shit. Here we go. <sighs> but yeah. And and then years later, I got into that Black Sails. Black Sails is such a great show because as someone who liked Treasure Island when I was little to know that, oh, they've created this. Here I'm an adult and they've created this prequel to Treasure Island about Captain Flint. And we didn't know shit about Captain Flint in Treasure Island. It had just said, this is what happened to Flint and Flint's treasure and, and his, the, his seamates, you know, Billy Bones, uh, Long John Silver, um, blind pew. Now that part of treasure Island was kind of disturbing. Cause it's like, Oh God. Um, in fact, I think the late Christopher, 
Lee played Blind Pew because he was going to slit Jim Hawkins' throat. I do remember that. And Oliver Reed played Billy Bones. I think he did. Let me see. Was it Oliver Reed? Um, or is it? It wasn't Carol Reed because Carol Reed was the director. Um, because you know I want to I want to get it I get it right. I almost said get it white. Now I sound like Barbara Walters. Um, Castaway, no. Okay, leading man, no. I love when you know you're looking for something and then you find it when you least expect it. Okay. Um, Treasure Island, yep, yep, Treasure Island. He played Billy Bones. Damn. This is interesting. Christopher Lee is Blind Pew. Julian Glover is Dr. Livesley. Julian Glover, who was married to the, uh, Eileen Atkins at one point. Um, this Treasure Island was directed by France Fraser Clark Heston. Oh, little baby NRA. Yeah. I can't stand Charlton Heston. I love on people. Oh, Ben Hur. Oh, okay. I hate to rain on his parade, but there is a, a documentary called The Celluloid Closet where Gore Vidal, who wrote some of the script for Ben Hur, talks about the homosexual overtones. But in Hollywood, you can film that. Now, and Charlton Heston's dumb as a board. He's not realizing what he's doing with that dialogue. And, you know, Gore Vidal's just sitting there clapping his hands like, ha, 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 Mr. Conservative himself is playing Ben-Hur, you know? He could have been in uh, that one movie with Mae West and he wouldn't have even know, knew it. Or knew it. <coughs> but, um, yeah. It's interesting. Black Sails, I always tell people, watch that, because it didn't, you know, it, it, it was not Game of Thrones. Blech. And, you know, when something becomes that big and you kind of want, oh, let me let me try it out. It's like getting on a skateboard after everyone else has gotten on it. And the fanfare has kind of died down. I remember when people told me, oh, you should watch The Sopranos. I didn't have HBO yet. You know, I I got into it. I like Edie Falco. I love that anyone who could play the wife of someone like that. Hey, I'll give it to her. And I love Nurse Jackie. <coughs> there are just parts of The Sopranos that I just can't watch. I think the theme song's funny. You know, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say when people tell you to get into something. Oh, you like they said to me about a year ago. Oh, you just have to get into This Is Us. Okay. And I watched it and I thought, oh, I I pissed people off when I said this. I said, oh, yeah, it's called 30-something. Oh, that's not funny. Uh, I remember 30-something and I was just a kid. This Is Us is basically uh, a a reaffirmation of 30-something. 
about loss. Although with This Is Us, it confuses me because it goes back in time. If I want to watch that back in time, I'll watch Doctor Who. I don't, or the Time Machine. I don't need to watch it on NBC. Okay. Um, is Will and Grace even still on? I don't even know. The reboot. Huh. The reboot is like that tattoo that people say they they regret getting, but they still got it. And they got it in the Chinese writing because they think it means something when in truth it doesn't, you know. If they had maybe studied linguistics, studied Mandarin, they probably wouldn't have gotten that tattoo to begin with. So that's that's kind of what the reboot is. <coughs> You're going back and digging up fossils. And you know, and I loved and I loved Will and Grace when it was first on. And you know, that takes me to these people who oh you I love when people who who live in glass houses throw stones. Oh, and they tell people, "Oh yeah, he's getting old." <laughs> Speak for your fucking self, I'm not getting old. A cousin of mine said, "Oh, we're getting old." And I said, "Speak for yourself. I don't wake up and feel what you claim to be feeling. I wake up, I'm like, oh, "Okay, another day." Um and you be th- you have to be thankful for that and then get up and think okay i'm going to go make money i'm going to you know get my coffee i'm going to have a little surly attitude when i go get the coffee and you know i a really great professor of mine he he teaches um what is it um sociology and he and i said to him once you know I haven't ever woken up and said, oh, I feel so old. And he said, and you never will. And I said, you're damn right. And probably because I look at, you know, like I said, and I've said on this show before, my grandmother would come over and bring her play clothes. So to say what that does to a little kid, like, oh, grandma, not old. Okay. Grandma also dyed her hair. So grandma, not old, you know, um, the other day we were talking about dyeing our hair at work and I said when I want to get rid of the grays I just cut my hair off that's it you know a part of me would like to dye them and then a part of me is like that looks can be deceiving so that's why I like to put them on there and then people realize oh like we were having pizza right before we went on winter break and we were talking about 2020. I said, oh, yeah, I'll be 40. And they went, teacher, we thought you were in your 20s. I said, well, and I did say looks can be deceiving, you know. I said, well, what do you do? I said, I wake up and I look forward. I don't think, oh, my God, it's over. Ooh. Fuck you. No, it is not. If you can still get up every day and you can do what you want and you can fuck and you can be punk rock it doesn't matter you know i'm so thankful to have lived through the 90s i mean i wish we would have had tablets but we didn't you know and i've talked about how my brother and i were waiting for this technology the only difference is is that so many of you who are younger within this technology misuse it oh it's oh facebook's so hard no it's not if you use it properly and don't misuse it 
And I think of, you know, like I just said, I had, we had pocket TVs, we had CD players, you would put your CDs in a carry on and you'd go on a trip. And now it's all on a tablet in your phone. And to us, that's like, whoa, our prayers have finally been answered. And, it, and they have. Do we misuse the technology? No. Because we, we remember a time when it was dial up, when you wanted to download porn. It was maybe a few seconds or the picture would kind of, it starts to download and you're like, oh, how far do I really want to go for this picture? Huh. And, and downloading songs. It, this was MP3s. Were, it, this was like the late 90s. Napster was not even a thought yet. People were just starting to do this. You know, CDs hadn't started to rot yet. I, I, I love when people say to me, oh, well, I have my blank CDs. And I'm like, you do know they rot. And people would say to me, well... You can't totally go digital. Well, yeah, you can. And I love how they said, well, I don't trust the cloud. Well, if you use it in the proper way, you know, and I can understand people are scared of technology. I was taught not to be afraid of it. I was taught to be to be um, vigilant about it and to not misuse it and to. You know, there are things that you can use to your advantage when it comes to technology. You know, um, you don't open. I I learned that in high school. You don't open funny looking emails because, you know, a virus. My brother taught me that or (coughs) how could you know, you could download things. You could the MP4, you know. I mean, the fact that I can do this show on my phone and I don't have my my equipment, you know, my my interface where I can change my voice, you know, I can sound, you know, when I want to do those episodes where I say, you know, let's have a seance, let's talk to Carrie Fisher, you know, stuff like that, where I say, hey, you know, let's let's pretend to conjure these ghosts or have the church lady when she says, you know, could it be, you know, eventually I'm going to get back to that format, but I like that. Oh, I can record this show on my phone. I know how to modulate my voice. I always, I've learned how to do that not too long ago. It's like, Oh, you just speak at a certain level. I know that, you know, a lot of the different podcasters, they, you know, and then I understand you wanted to, you want to edit it. You want it to be perfect, to be crisp. <coughs> Here's the thing. I studied to be, I, you know, at one point I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I still do. And there's such, there is a beauty in it not being crisp. And, and there, there's a beauty in there being mistakes and fuck ups. Cause then that's part, it's part of life. It's not, oh, we're going to go and this is going to be perfect. No, it's not. Not going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I I had a revelation. I went to go pick up mail and the lady looks at my ID and says, that's you. I said, I know. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, when you gain, you look, if you look at my, I, my driver's license, 
And then you look at me now, people are like, what the fuck happened? Oh, a lot happened. Or as I usually say, and some people get this and family members get this. I showed my aunt one time and she's like, whoa. And I said, yeah, depression is a bitch. She said, yes, it is. I said, it's a bitch. Because then you don't want to do things anymore that you did before. I think people think that, oh, I just got tired of working out. No, things started to happen. Things at work started to happen. People started to breathe down my neck in a very negative way. And I was just like, no, I'm not. I don't want this anymore. Mm-mm. You know, and that's, that's that's the honest truth. And if I can make people laugh through that, <coughs> I you know, they they laugh. I think it's better when I don't rehearse it. It's it that's what I mean by you you have to do it by the seat of your pants. You can't just say action. It the action's going to film itself. You can't just set it up or like the perfect photograph. Sometimes you just snap it. It's 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 a moment of chance. You know what I mean? You have to take it. And I love how people say, oh, if I had only taken that. Well, see, and I even learned that early on as a little kid. Timing is everything. You know, you can't go back. Once you've done it, it's done. Once you say what you've said, it's you can't go back. That That is there. So when people say, oh, if only I had gone to that shop before it closed and I'm the one that's like, yeah, I went there before it closed because I knew, you know, you can't, uh, you go, well, if only, if only you can only say that so many times. That's like saying that girl said to me once, oh, well, patience is a virtue. And I'm thinking, yeah, but. You can say that so many times, even though for you, time management is not even a virtue. And time management is very important, especially when you're not trying to piss someone like me off because my time is precious. Oh, can we do it at another time? No, because I've already set aside time to do this. I don't do that shit. No, give me an hour notice. Don't give me five minute notice that's fucked up <clears throat> that's where I'm like Mm-mm. there are only certain things that I will put up with and that's one of them and that's probably you know why I don't feel old I don't is because I'm li- I'm here now you take it or you leave it or you fuck it or smoke it up it's there you know, and I and someone said to me, well, you know, you're not getting any younger. And I said, speak for yourself. And I said, and you know what? And don't oh, and don't be all cry, baby. I'm so old. Hey, you're still alive. You're still alive. And that's always been my goal is just to keep fucking going. <clears throat> if I live to be 105, hey, that's that actually is the goal to keep going until the wheels fall off. Until I just am like, I need a wheelchair or at least some skates. I don't know. But, you know, this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. That's that's kind of my inspiration right there is when I say the doctors because I love Doctor Who. 
I grew up watching Doctor Who. This this man who never dies. He, he basically can't. He's this alien. He's got two hearts. When he does, and when he is mortally wounded, he changes his face. Could have worked for Madonna. You know, plastic surgery. Um... And then traveling around in this blue box. And the, and the other thing, though, is I always tell people, and we live in this era of superheroes. I love superheroes. I think it's great. Marvel. <coughs> Some of DC. But the beauty of Doctor Who is he doesn't carry a gun. He has a sonic screwdriver. When he matches people, it's with his wit. When he puts one over and then he jumps in his blue box and he flies off and he goes to the future. He goes to the past. He goes to see Agatha Christie. I mean, this is before murder on the Orient Express, you know, Um, goes to see, you know, people in the future at the end of the earth. It's uh, to go. He goes to see William Shakespeare and people always say, well, who's your favorite Doctor Who? And, you know, Tom Baker, Tom Baker is probably the most iconic, but he's not one of my favorites because I wasn't alive then. I I wasn't here till the 80s, but I'm I am aware of Tom Baker and I'm where I'm aware of all of the. The repeats of Doctor Who, but for me, it's David Tennant and Peter, Peter Capaldi. Matt Smith is OK. He's good. I, he kind of grew on me. I mean, Whenever you ha- t- make a Doctor Who episode called Let's Kill Hitler. And it's like, whoa, we're going to go there. Okay. You know, that's not something that Star Trek is going to do. And I think people forget that St- Doctor Who is way before Star Trek. Doctor Who Doctor Who started off in 1963. It was preempted by JFK's assassination. It would have aired on November 22nd, 1963, but they waited and aired it that Saturday in England. You know, I'm sure Churchill didn't watch it because Churchill, from what I read or his granddaughter said, he was very affected by JFK's assassination. And he was like in his 90s, you know, and here is, you know, the, the prime minister of the 20th century face with that in fact they they portrayed him in doctor who at one point you know although i gotta say nothing beats gary oldman i loved gary oldman's portrayal of churchill because it wasn't the churchill that we all know oh he's you know he has conquered hitler he's in the famous picture with fdr and stalin no This is when he was first elected prime minister. The king didn't have any faith in him. His predecessors had no faith in him. Nobody. And he's having to, okay, how is he going to navigate this? It's very fascinating to watch. He's at the bottom of the barrel, you know, uh, the bottom of his, of his cigar, of course, but you know, Monica Lewinsky herself wouldn't touch that, you know, and I've often, I've often said about that. That's, that's the beauty of the nineties is that kind of stuff happening. And you're like, Whoa, Jerry Springer, 
you know, now people feverishly still watch Maury Povich talk about, you are not the father, but it, it will never come close to Jerry Springer. You put on Jerry Springer and all hell is going to break loose. Oprah herself would be crying in different accents. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. And it's crazy to think of all the shit that went down. I remember watching someone had taped the MTV Awards. Remember when MTV had music? (laughs) I do. They had taped the MTV Awards for me. And it was the year that Clinton, the Holowinski scandal. And all throughout the awards, it was all these little political things. And then at the, they did the nominees for video of the year. This is 1998. And after all the videos were played, there was Clinton. Thank you and good night. It was crazy. And it was also crazy is that the Republicans were spending taxpayers money basically putting the president on the stand for getting a blowjob. And I remember being a teenager and we had to do these things called media reports. And I didn't do one because I did not like school at all. And the teacher one time said to me, oh, you're very quiet tonight or today. Uh, yeah. Did you do your media report? No, sir. Well, then tell me. He always liked when I would say things because he thought I was really strange. He said, oh, you, I didn't think that would come out of your mouth. Um, he said to me, tell me, what do you think of the Lewinsky scandal? And I kind of looked around and I said, well, sir, you know, with all due respect, we all know what she did. OK, she gave him a blowjob. She's a cocksucker. And I said that and people were like, oh. And I said, we all know what that is. And you know what that is. And everyone just, and the, the, the teacher's aide jabbed me in the shoulder when I said that. Can't believe you said that. And I said, well, that's what my grandmother said. And she doesn't bullshit me. And the teacher looked at me and he said, I value your opinion. He said, Because you're saying it in a way that's truthful. But we don't talk like that in my class. I hold your diploma in my hand. I said, I understand you do, sir. I said, but we're all adults here. And we all know what that is. And Barbara Walters pretends she doesn't know. And he says, yes. And that's what we will keep to ourselves." I said, okay. And class was let out and he pulled me to his desk and he says to me, He says, you know, you would be a great writer with the way you think. He says, you're you're saying things that Hunter Thompson would say, but don't say that in my class. Save it for your book. I said, "Okay," (coughs) because he said to me, you know, people in Washington do talk like that. They say cocksucker and they say fuck all the time, but not in class, not in government class. So. Yeah, you know, it was a it was an interesting time. I've off, you know, we, I couldn't you can make humor out of this. I remember watching Monica Lewinsky giving the famous interview and and I was only like 18 and thinking, whoa, this nut job really is crazy. 
She thinks the leader of the free world is her little boyfriend. And she can't even take a shower without him. It's like, oh, God, get some soap. Oh, God. And, and Linda Tripp, who, I mean, plastic surgery still couldn't make her look pretty. <laughs> it was just a nut job. And, and you know, and of course, that f- there's an infamous thing I've talked about on here before. Supposedly, after Larry King interviewed Monica Lewinsky 20 years ago, this is 20 years ago. Happy anniversary. Um, and Larry King is still alive. Supposedly, they were not miked. And Larry King said to Monica Lewinsky, what have you learned about this year? Well, Larry, I've learned not to put things in my mouth that aren't good for me. Supposedly, she said that. When I heard that, I thought that was the most hilarious piece of shit I'd ever heard. Are you kidding me? You know, she was the top of KD Lang, the goddess of lesbianism herself, Butch Dyke, KD Lang, KD fucking Lang. Const I love her. Constant craving, Canadian. Torch singer. Sounds like Patsy Klein. Looks like a man. Just perfect. I love, I love dykes they're so funny she's you know she talks about being at the oscar party and she had had a sex dream about monica Lewinsky, and she told her and monica Lewinsky's like oh yeah that's kind of cool that's kind of cool that i love how katie lang calls herself a daikon not an icon a daikon a dyke con um that this famous lesbian had this this sex dream about Monica Lewinsky. And here Bill Clinton's like, I couldn't even get her to get rid of the dress. You know, here's Katie Lang, who hasn't worn a dress in a long time. But I'm sure now she wants to go and buy it. I mean, it was just, it was it was a crazy ass time. And then Napster came along. It's it's like I'm doing Nat Geo. But it's more so what I've lived through. And I think, oh, this is so fascinating. You know? And then you cut to years later, downloading songs. But see, the funny thing is when you would download them, you didn't always get the quality right. Like if you wanted to download individual tracks and put them on a CD, you had to be careful because of the bit rate. Because certain songs would be like in 128. And I'm speaking nerd here. So 128 is like the lowest of the bit rate. And 192 is like CD quality. Well, then they would bump it up to 320, which is really good quality. So then like I would download these songs for like a CD. And my friend would my friend would actually judge me on this. Oh my God, you should have just downloaded the album. And I said, what? You fucked it up. What are you talking about? This song sounds louder than the other. What the hell did you just do? I said, well, you know, that one was 128 and the other one was 192. You know, it wasn't like I was, oh, let me do this perfectly. I was like, pick, I was like picking daisies, you know? Oh, that one looks cute. That one is barely alive, you know? 
and it was and it was MP3s and then MP4s. You could download movies, porn, games, what have you. You know, and it was always funny because whenever people would want to like have like the birthday parties and they would ask me to make them a CD. Oh, you get all the songs. And they're giving me these lists of songs, you know, and then I had like a few cousins who I don't particularly like who were really freeloaders because they knew that I had a CD burner. Hey, can you burn this copy for my boss? And I want to say, why don't you go burn your boss his own copy? I don't be wasting my CDs. But, you know, I was nice. I did it. (coughs) People like that. (laughs) Once, once, once a piece of shit, always a piece of shit. Always. You can put makeup on it and say that you're a life coach and say that you're happy and perfect little life. But you're always going to be a son of a bitch to me. Or there are a few others who will remain nameless who are now people of the cloth. And I think, yeah, I remember when that son of a bitch was a real fucker to me. They will always be that way. Because you can you can change it. You can I'm going to put the outfit on the wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm going to change. Uh uh-uh. You're always going to be that same person. And I'm going to remember that shit. So, you know, there are people in who remain nameless who have fucked with me. And I'm like, Mm-mm. oh, I will never forget that shit. Nope. So when they I love when people say, oh, but they've changed. Bullshit. Change is a word that they can't even spell. David Bowie said it himself. Ch-ch-ch-changes to the first strange. They can't even sing that. I can't right now because I choose not to. Because I believe in a thing called copyright. And I don't want Iman or the rest of the Bowie family coming out. Oh, you sang daddy. You sang daddy's song on your podcast. I am a big fan of David Bowie. I have the utmost respect for him. I'm not going to cut his shit, okay? To make it an example. You know? That's why I love Margaret's show. She can go up there. She can do her piece. I love when she says, KTEL just released hits from the 80s. I used to do her jokes when I was in high school. Because I couldn't think of my own jokes. And then when people would wise up, oh, wait a minute. You didn't write that. No. Where'd you hear it? I'm not telling you. And then they would, and then they'd find out where it came from. Like I said, one time we were in class and I said, KTEL just released hits of the eighties. We'll be listening to this, this music for 50 years and 50 years. We'll all be in some retirement home going, Oh, put on hungry, like the wolf again. And they laughed. They thought it was funny. They thought I made it up. I said, yeah, I guess I did. You know, KTEL hits from the eighties when we were all just little babies. Come on. Yeah. And I remember we were graduating and someone said, came up to me and said, you know, I had a feeling that joke you told me you didn't, you didn't come up with that. 
And I and Margaret Show was talking about. Oh yes, well you know I borrowed it from Margaret Show. Yeah, I mean hey, you got to start somewhere. You know, I said I'll give credit where credit is due. I didn't come up with it. You know, in fact the other day someone was asking me, and this is this is my own. I created this myself. They were complaining about San Francisco. Oh, you liberals. Nancy Pelosi, San Francisco. You need to clean it. It's so dirty. I said, hey, where there are rainbows, it's clean. And they kind of looked at me and they thought, oh, wait a minute. You are kind of right. I said, yes. When you go into the gay neighborhood, it's clean. It's so clean. You could call it douche. Five times and it's clean. You could eat off the sidewalk like you're eating out of someone's ass. It's clean. They even have the hot cookie. You can go and buy a cookie that's shaped like a cock. You can go and buy a cookie that's shaped like a vagina. You can have whatever you want because there's rainbows. But then when you venture outside of the parts of San Francisco that there aren't rainbows. Oh, yeah, it's fucking dirty. It smells like piss. But when there's a rainbow, you will not, unless they're into golden showers, then it might be smelling like piss. I've never understood that. But you know what? People have their fetishes. Whips, chains, piss, whatever. Swings. Yeah, oh yeah. Huh. I've met some very interesting people. One time they said to me, oh, come over. I'm going to tie you up. I said, no, I don't think so. No. I've already seen that movie, and I don't think there needs to be a sequel to it. Why don't you go have someone else come over? Okay, fine. Well, I just thought of you. That's nice you thought of me, but I'm not trying to get rope burn. No. Yeah, I saw Fatal Attraction. I don't want to be the victim of Fatal Attraction. You know, the bombs. (coughs) But we have to give credit tonight to Senator. I have to say it right because I don't I don't want to fuck it. I don't like messing up names. We are living in a time of crazy walls, walls. Democratic Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado took to the floor of the U.S. Senate this morning to spar with Texas junior piece of shit. Ted Cruz over border security and the government shut down. And Michael Bennett ripped Ted Cruz a new one. Republican senators are looking at Michael Bennett thinking, oh, shit, he just called us out. And he did. It was like watching a Democratic Jimmy Stewart because Jimmy Stewart was a Republican people start crying. Um, Watching him just go apeshit, but in a very relaxed, you know, not not a Howard Dean type of way, you know, I, I, it was, it was amazing. I watched it. I was, huh. now they're saying, oh, he should run for president. No, not so fast in a white diamonds, Elizabeth Taylor type of way. Not so fast. No, because we have Elizabeth Warren who knows what's going to happen. She's tough as nails. She could be the Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton. That's the funny thing is people were like, oh, you, you shouldn't wish that upon us. I said, well, her name is Elizabeth. There is a queen in England called Elizabeth. 
we do need an Elizabethan era. And they just shake my head at me and I, and I keep going. I say, oh, and then there was Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who was one of uh, Susan, not one of if the major player <coughs> in getting the women's right to vote. Susan B. Anthony. And then they're like, where, where did you read this in a history book? Oh, you and your big, big words, your $50 words. Yeah, I didn't have to pay for them. They're already in my brain. But, you know, it is the Dr. Seuss podcast and I do love history and I do. It does make me cringe when people don't know their history that think that 1945 was the end of the Civil War. No, it was the end of the World War, the Great World War. In fact, World War Two was not okay. World War One was not called World War One until after World War Two. A lot of people don't know that. You know, um, they just think, oh, it's always been there. No, I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. And you know, at the Dr. Seuss podcast, I don't bullshit you. I check my facts. I was taught that by my professors. Even though I didn't become a lawyer, I didn't want to be. I'd already seen enough of law in order to go, oh, that's boring. I even took the LSAT out of... I took it just to take it. Just to make certain people spiteful. Let me take the LSAT. I'll just take it. That was so boring. I thought, oh, I don't want to do this. Are you kidding me? Make a lot of money and scream at people. You're out of jurisdiction. Order in the court. No, it's not happening. I want to make people laugh. Not shit their pants. Because, you know... You can't. So, um, I got to give a shout out to, well, I have to do this. Let me go over here. Mm. We're going to give her a shout out. I got to give a shout out to Sharon. Sharon is not doing too well. Um so I I miss I miss your humor and your uh oh god she had so much realism you know and I w- I want to give her a shout out so I'm praying for you the last time I saw you I we were hanging out with your daughter and we were going to go out to the bar and you were watching some kind of uh, science fiction film. We had a very good chat. I'll never forget the first time I met her. And she's like, you must be so-and-so. Yeah. Why? Did I look it? You know, she's funny. Just just smart as a whip. We, we had a very good intellectual discussion. She said, yes, I minored in psychology. And I went, oh, no wonder I like talking to you. So I want to give her a shout out, praying for her. Um, So this is the Dr. Seuss podcast. I give a cup of shut the fuck up to this shutdown. May it end. May, May Ted Cruz get booted out. Fucker. Unpleasant dreams. Good night.
evening. It's Friday. It's one big Deftones. It is, you know. It's the Dr. Zeus podcast. (coughs) I took a couple of naps. Ate and played with the kitties. You know, kiddos. Netflix. Netflix kind of, I don't know. They charge me double. I keep meaning to get a hold of them. And I did the other day when I was at work. But then, you know, once you clock in, it's like, oh. I got shit to do, people. But it was a very good day. You know, I'm sure we're all tired. I was going to have some wine, but I'll do that when I get home. Because right now, I'm heading out. You know, it's a cold night. But (coughs) if I were to move to the Midwest, I'm sure it would be colder. You know? Some people want homes in New York. France. I would like to have a home everywhere. You know, maybe in the Midwest to see what that's like. Have like some orgies, you know. <laughs> I know, people are listening to this and you're thinking, Dr. Zeus, are you like sex crazed? No. I've never experienced an orgy, to be honest with you. I've had my share of, uh, you know, more than one at the same time. And it's okay, you know. Sometimes it's fun, and sometimes it's like, you know what? I remember one time I had to excuse myself because I wasn't feeling the third person. And I said, you know, I left the oven on. They were, like, looking at me, and they and, and I was lying. And they looked me dead in the face. Oh, my God, he's serious. And I'm thinking, oh, I got to turn that actor on, you know, because I am an actor. And they're like, okay. And, and then I hooked up with someone, and they were like... I thought she said you left your oven on. I said, you know, oven, TV, same same thing, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know. Sometimes one-on-one is good. Oh, I love when the lights are on and it's cold and it's like something out of The Shining. You know? Where's, where's Jack Torrance? Mm. Doctor Sleep is supposed to come out. Is it this year? (coughs) It's basically a sequel to The Shining. I love The Shining. I love the movie. Jack Nicholson. Shelley Duvall. Or, you know, as I like to call her, don't go on Dr. Phil because he will exploit your ass. You know? It's, It's been an interesting, wild ride. I do this show... You know, um, I woke up at the butt crack of dawn, you know, and part of me is like, oh, I should work out. I still haven't. It's off and on for me. It's it's kind of like, okay, I always talk about my past like, oh, oh, when I used to time my meals. I do miss doing that. I'll be honest with you. But then at work, it's like, okay, how do I work that around? Oh, 10 minute break. I got to eat. <coughs> you know, mine as well. Might as well. But I got some sparkling water. Mineral water. Very healthy. You know, I'm sure people are seeing that and thinking, who the fuck are you trying to fool? You are not Martha Stewart. You are not glamorous. No, I'm not. Hey, a part of me is thinks of myself as the Lady Gaga of podcasting, you know? Touch me, touch me, love me, tweet. 
please, please retweet. I think that's how it goes. Touch me, touch me. I don't know. I love Lady Gaga. And I love how when people are like, ooh, oh, but Madonna, what does Madonna have to do with it? What's Madonna got to do, got to do with it? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. Stephanie Germata. I would like, okay, in, in, in realistic world of Oscars and bitches and motherfuckers, here we go. Lady Gaga's gonna win an Oscar. It may not be Best Actress, but it will be an Oscar. Best Song. You know, I'm not gonna call that a consolation prize. Because right there, she still has a one-up on Madonna. She's always had, she's had like 10 one-ups on Madonna. You know, it's not 1984 anymore, honey. Shit, you know? Um... Because, you know, Glenn Close is due. I know I'm going to take... I'm going to keep talking about this until Glenn Close wins. When Glenn Close wins, then it's like, hmm. If Olivia Coleman wins, great. Here... Oh. Sometimes my Oscar senses are like Spider-Man senses. I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. Although I did love Venom. But they removed the spider from Venom for copyright reasons. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> also a different story. Eddie Brock. Mm. Okay, here we go. So, because the favorite, the favorite looks very interesting. I know the Academy is going to be like, let's just give best picture to the favorite. It's an all, it's, well, it's not an all-female cast, but it's a primary female cast. I, I, I had a dream the other day. I was in The Favorite. I don't know what I was doing. I kept dreaming about it, and my Oscar senses were like, it's going to win Best Picture. Olivia Coleman in, a, in another year, could have won Best Actress. It would have been fabulous. I think, you know, the fact that she's going to be Queen Elizabeth in The, in the Crown... That's kind of building the momentum. Here she is playing Queen Anne. Next up, she's going to play Elizabeth II. You know, um, she can't be in, in Freddie Mercury's Queen because we've already seen that. Freddie, or uh, Rami Malek. And then there is the controversy of Ryan fucking Singer. Um, controversy sexual predator I mean you know you think of some of the films he made and you're like what and I'm gonna go out on a limb and I probably get in trouble for saying this but I think Brad Renfro's drug use and Brian Singer have something to do with one another I really think they do I think Brad Renfro and Brian Singer, I think something happened, you know, and probably a form, mm, I don't want to say the word, because that this is a legal case, people, you know. But I think there was emotional, you know, when when you've gotten to that point, okay, in your life, and Brad Renfro was such a great actor. 
child actor. If you've ever seen the client. Okay? And then go from that to apt pupil to... I mean, he was in a lot of movies. You know? And then died of a drug overdose. And a lot of these actors, especially the child actors, do drugs. Because they're running away from something. They're running away from something so traumatic. So with Brad Renfro, I think him and Brian Singer have a very mm, controversial past together. And I think Brian Singer knows knows what it is. A lot of us don't. So, you know, and it's not funny. It's not funny. I mean, he was fired from the Queen movie. And now the movie is, you know, this multiple Oscar-nominated film. It's like, fuck, just give it to the favorite. Yeah, it's got some lesbian fingering, you know? Hey, who hasn't fingered, okay? Emma Stone apparently didn't want to. I don't know. I guess it wasn't a prerequisite in La La Land. That's kind of funny, though, because if you think la, 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 like if she's experimenting, she's going to start humming la, 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 la. It's almost like the Van Combe lady from Mad TV. You know, oh, no, 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 la, 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 la. Oh, no, I can't hear you. It's a Van Combe life. It's kind of like that, you know? So, yeah, I'm driving. This is Dr. Zeus podcast. I'm always on the fucking go. You know what I mean? Like a hoe. I ain't a hoe though. So. Well, people. The shutdown has ended. Fuck Trump. Cop have shut the fuck up to all of them. Unpleasant dreams. And Nancy Pelosi. You get a seat at my table, honey child. Good night. This is for you, Tom Hardy. Damn. You're on baby number two. Too bad. It's not good for me and you. But you know, Sophie B. Hawkins taught me. Let's hit it. That old dog has chained you up all right. Give you everything you need to Live inside your twisted cage Sleep beside an empty page uh, I had your dream I was your hero Damn I wish Tom Hardy was my lover I'd rock you till the daylight comes Make sure you're smiling and fucking warm I'm everything tonight And I will be your motherfucker I will be such things ease your pain Clear your mind and you won't be ashamed Damn oh. Open up and come inside Gonna fill you up, gonna make you cry This little motherfucker can't stand to see you black and blue Cause you played Venom so sweetly you can come inside my jungle book Well it's time to just look Don't say to stay Don't say you'll stay Cause then you'll go away 
damn. I wish Tom Hardy was a good fucker. I'd rock you till the daylight comes. Fucking venom till we both uh Damn. I wish Tom Hardy was a fucker. And then he'd go to the hot cookie. Eat a cookie shaped in the gunk. Oh, big old cock. Ooh. That's right. Uh. <laughs> hey. I was not going to do as I lame. <laughs> um, what's up with this Dr. Zeus podcast? My friend gave me the idea. I love, I love Tom Hardy. I love his ambiguity. Ambiguity. <laughs> he, could, he could be part of the ambiguously gay duo. <clears throat> okay. Um... Yeah, it's Thursday. It's it's kind of a cute Thursday, you know. I'm still coughing. I didn't have any coffee. I haven't had coffee in a long time. <sighs> I think it has to do with the medication I'm taking. Because, you know, coffee will just make you... Ugh, it's not pretty. But neither was that karaoke. You know, I really need to get to the bottom of my equipment so that I could deliver such songs as damn I wish you ate all my butter Barbara Streisand's favorite it's like butter mm. right now I'm drinking sparkling ice crisp apple sparkling water with antioxidants and vitamins zero sugar bitch and it's Thursday and Friday is almost here um you know I figured I should do the show early. (coughs) Of course, when I go on summer break, I do it really early. Because I have nothing better to do. But to fuck around with you. So, you know, I could be at the bar right now doing karaoke with my friend. But I have a show to do. You know, and let's look at some some famous karaoke. Ooh. I want to have a little fun. I haven't been drinking yet. Um, I'm, I've never been much of a drinker. You know, and I'm not knocking people who are. You know, it's it's nice, you know. I mean, I'm not Amy Winehouse. Ooh, look at this. You know everyone's doing Bohemian Rhapsody after seeing the fucking movie. Um... Oh, I did nothing else matters in Hawaii, but I had a better microphone. There's a lot of songs here I know. There's a lot of songs I don't know, but I'm not even trying to sing right now because my uh, I have this cough that just won't go away. <coughs> what can I do? Mm, I love Bruno Mars, but no. Oh God, more Queen. I, I just did, um, damn, I wish I was your lover, Sophie, bisexual Hopkins. I love that. Um, could we try, I'm not even going to try Ariana Latte because that's just not my style. Mm, Wonderwall, no. I don't know. It's black velvet. No. <laughs> Ooh. Mm, this is perfect. This is this is my 80s roots. You know, I was born 
at the beginning of the 80s. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember being a little kid and thinking, did Madonna turn Mexican? Como puede saber Lady Gaga. Uh. Last night I dreamt of Madonna. Just like I'd never gone, I knew the song. Young Madonna with eyes like the desert. It all seems like yesterday, not far away. Tropical, the island breeze. All of Lady Gaga's free and wild. This is where she longs to be. La Isla Bonita. And when Madonna goes crazy, the sun would set so high because she doesn't have an Oscar or the perfect guy. The Spanish lullaby. Oh! I always thought it was funny because, you know, she says in the song, I want to be um, where the... Okay, let's go to it. Okay. Because, you know, she's got a big gay following. So I thought this is kind of... An oxymoron to say, I want to be where the sun warms the sky when it's time for siesta. You can watch it go by. Beautiful faces, no cares in this world. Where a girl loves a boy and a boy gets a blowjob from anyone. Because she could have said that, you know, she has a big gay following. She didn't say it because it was Reagan's 80s. You know, in Reagan's 80s, you didn't talk about that. Perfect strangers. <coughs> I think I I say that because I think of Balky. Balky would have just fucked anything. And he probably did. You know, the 80s were a very kind of people thought it was all about bosom buddies time. And it wasn't, you know, I think also because AIDS, you know, people were scared and. You know, we we let loose in the gay 90s, you know, kind of akin to 1890s. Madonna wasn't around then, but she, you know, she could have she could have floated on the barge. And, um, you know, it's throwback Thursday. I remember being a really, really little kid and hearing Lucky Star for the first time. Borderline. I didn't know who it was, because when you're that little, you kind of don't. You don't put in, uh, you know, a face to a song. You're just like, oh, that sounds good. Just like I was telling someone the other day, I, I, as a little kid, I couldn't put two and two together that the lady singing "When I Think of You" and "Nasty" was Michael Jackson's sister. I didn't really get that till I was maybe eight or nine. You know, or the fact that the Cosby Show was not real. I remember one time they did like. Uh, a retrospective of the first five years and they had Felicia Rashad's real child on there and I thought wait a minute I thought she was married to Bill thankfully she wasn't you know um yeah but hey that's that's the Dr. Zeus podcast you know you can go back I, I love this format you know that I can go back and look upon things and think mm. like today I, I remember I was telling someone I remember being nine and when you're that age, you want, I can see it in my nephew, you want a form of independence. He doesn't really need that now because he has a tablet. When I was nine, I did not have a tablet. They were not in existence. Computers were still Oregon Trail. Um, 
I remember I had gotten some money because I did well on grades or something. I made the honor roll or something. And I got like some money. And there was this place called Best. And Best sold electronics. And they said, well, what do you want? And I picked out this $80 or was it $60? See, I don't really, really remember. It was a portable black and white TV because I wanted a form of independence. I wanted my own little TV. Now, I didn't use it very often because I remember the first show I watched on that little portable TV was Doctor Who. I remember because PBS was playing the reruns. And then I remember turning on the regular TV to see it in color. So it was a weird kind of um, revelation for me that here I had wanted this form of independence via the TV. And you had to put all of these batteries in the TV or you could plug it in. You know, it was it was better to plug the TV in. But yeah, I remember watching, I was nine or eight, this little black and white TV that I had requested and watching Doctor Who and then sweating like a pig. I think it was the summer or probably May of that year. I don't really remember. I do remember taking the TV when it had batteries out to the orchard to watch TV in the tree. I don't know why. Um, I was a a strange child. You know, I remember the first time I watched um, Treasure Island. See, I've seen many versions of Treasure Island. I always preferred the one with Christian Bale and Charlton Heston. Now, I hated Charlton Heston's guts. I still do. And he played a really good Long John Silver, though. But Christian Bale, I remember watching it in school... He was Jim Hawkins. Who would have thought that that little Jim Hawkins would grow up to be Batman, American Psycho, (laughs) Vice, um, Dick Eklund in The Fighter. Uh, See, that's what I'm saying is you go back and you don't think, oh, shit. That was a trip. But I remember watching Treasure Island and I was really little and I wanted to be a pirate like I had seen in Treasure Island. I thought, oh, that's just so cool. And climbing up to the tree, thinking it was the mast of a ship. And then I wouldn't and I didn't want to come down and I would be up there till the sun went down. And then I had a fear of heights. So then it was like, okay. I I made my way up. How do I come down? It's always been kind of funny. It's like, I like it way up at the top, but I don't like to come back down. You know what I mean? And there's that, you know, oh, what goes up must come down. Oh, shit. Here we go. (sighs) But yeah. And, And then years later, I got into that Black Sails. Black Sails is such a great show because as someone who liked Treasure Island when I was little to know that, Oh, they've created this uh, here. I'm an adult and they've created this prequel to Treasure Island about Captain Flint. And we didn't know shit about Captain Flint in Treasure Island. It had just said, this is what happened to Flint and Flint's treasure and, and his 
the his seamates, you know, Billy Bones, uh, Long John Silver, um, Blind Pew. Now, that part of Treasure Island was kind of disturbing because it's like, oh God. Um, in fact, I think the late Christopher Lee played Blind Pew. Because he was going to slit Jim Hawkins' throat. I do remember that. And Oliver Reed played Billy Bones. I think he did. Let me see. Was it Oliver Reed? Um, or is it... It wasn't Carol Reed, because Carol Reed was the director. Um... Cause you know I want to I want to get it or I get it right I almost said get it white. Now I sound like Barbara Walters. Um, Castaway, no. Okay, leading man, no. I love when you know you're looking for something and then you find it when you least expect it. Okay. Um, Treasure Island, yep, yep. Treasure Island. He played Billy Bones. Damn. This is interesting. Christopher Lee is Blind Pew. Julian Glover is Dr. Livesley. Julian Glover, who was married to the uh, Eileen Atkins at one point. Um, this Treasure Island was directed by France Fraser Clark Heston. Oh, little baby NRA. Yeah. I can't stand Charlton Heston. I love him people. Oh, Ben Hur. Oh, okay. I hate to rain on his parade, but there is a, a documentary called The Celluloid Closet where Gore Vidal, who wrote some of the script for Ben Hur, talks about the homosexual overtones. But in Hollywood, you can film that. Now, and Charlton Heston's dumb as a board. He's not realizing what he's doing with that dialogue. And, you know, Gore Vidal just sitting there clapping his hands like, ha 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 Mr. Conservative himself is playing Ben-Hur. You know? He could have been in uh, that one movie with Mae West and he wouldn't have even know, knew it. Or knew it. <coughs> but um, yeah. It's interesting. Black Sails, I always tell people, watch that because it didn't, you know, it, it, it was not Game of Thrones. Blech. And, you know, when something becomes that big and you kind of want, oh, let me let me try it out. It's like getting on a skateboard after everyone else has gotten on it. And the fanfare has kind of died down. I remember when people told me, oh, you should watch The Sopranos. I didn't have HBO yet. You know, I I got into it. I like Edie Falco. I love that anyone who could play the wife of someone like that. Hey, I'll give it to her. And I love Nurse Jackie. (coughs) There are just parts of The Sopranos that I just can't watch. I think the theme song's funny, you know. Um... I don't know. It's it's hard to say. When people tell you to get into something, oh, you like they said to me about a year ago. Oh, you just have to get into This Is Us. 
okay. And I watched it and I thought, oh, I, I pissed people off when I said this. I said, oh, yeah, it's called 30 something. Oh, that's not funny. Uh, I remember 30 something and I was just a kid. This is us. It's basically uh, a, re- a reaffirmation of 30 something about loss. Although with This Is Us, it confuses me because it goes back in time. If I want to watch that back in time, I'll watch Doctor Who. I don't, or the time machine. I don't need to watch it on NBC. Okay. Um, is Will and Grace even still on? I don't even know. The reboot. Uh, the reboot is like that tattoo that people say they, they regret getting, but they still got it. And they got it in the Chinese writing because they think it means something when in truth it doesn't, you know. If they had maybe studied linguistics, studied Mandarin, they probably wouldn't have gotten that tattoo to begin with. So that's that's kind of what the reboot is. <coughs> You're going back and digging up fossils. And you know, and I loved and I loved Will and Grace when it was first on. And you know, that takes me to these people who oh you're I love when people who who live in glass houses throw stones. Oh, and they tell people, oh yeah, he's getting old. <laughs> Speak for your fucking self, I'm not getting old. A cousin of mine said, Oh, we're getting old, and I said, Speak for yourself. I don't wake up and feel what you claim to be feeling. I wake up, I'm like, oh, okay, another day. Um and you be thank you have to be thankful for that, and then get up and think, okay, I'm gonna go make money. I'm gonna, you know, get my coffee. I'm gonna have a little surly attitude when I go get the coffee. And you know, I a really great professor of mine. He he teaches um, what is it um, sociology. And he and I said to him once, you know. I haven't ever woken up and said, oh, I feel so old. And he said, and you never will. And I said, you're damn right. And probably because I look at, you know, like I said, and I've said on this show before, my grandmother would come over and bring her play clothes. So to say what that does to a little kid, like, oh, grandma, not old. Okay. Grandma also dyed her hair. So grandma, not old, you know, um, the other day we were talking about dyeing our hair at work and I said when I want to get rid of the grays I just cut my hair off that's it you know a part of me would like to dye them and then a part of me is like that looks can be deceiving so that's why I like to put them on there and then people realize oh like we were having pizza right before we went on winter break And we were talking about 2020. I said, oh, yeah, I'll be 40. And they went, teacher, we thought you were in your 20s. I said, well, and I did say looks can be deceiving, you know. I said, well, what do you do? I said, I wake up and I look forward. I don't think, oh, my God, it's over. Fuck you. No, it is not. If you can still get up every day and you can do what you want and you can fuck and you can be punk rock it doesn't matter you know i'm so thankful to have lived through the 90s i mean i wish we would have had tablets but we didn't you know and i've talked about how 
my brother and I were waiting for this technology. The only difference is, is that so many of you who are younger within this technology misuse it. Oh, it's oh, Facebook's so hard. No, it's not. If you use it properly and don't misuse it. And I think of, you know, like I just said, I had we had pocket TVs. We had CD players. You would put your CDs in a carry on and you'd go on a trip. And now it's all on a tablet in your phone. And to us, that's like, whoa, our prayers have finally been answered. And, it, and they have. Do we misuse the technology? No. Because we, we remember a time when it was dial up, when you wanted to download porn, it was maybe a few seconds or the picture would kind of, it starts to download and you're like, oh, how far do I really want to go for this picture? Huh. And, and downloading songs. It, this was MP3s. For, it, this was like the late 90s. Napster was not even a thought yet. People were just starting to do this. You know, CDs hadn't started to rot yet. I, I, I love when people say to me, oh, well, I have my blank CDs. And I'm like, you do know they rot. And people would say to me, well, you can't totally go digital. And I, well, yeah, you can. And I love how they said, well, I don't trust the cloud. Well, if you use it in the proper way. You know, and I can understand people are scared of technology. I was taught not to be afraid of it. I was taught to be to be um, vigilant about it and to not misuse it and to, you know, there are things that you can use to your advantage when it comes to technology. You know, um, you don't open. I, I learned that in high school. You don't open funny looking emails because, you know, a virus my brother taught me that or <clears throat> how could you know you could download things you could the mp4 you know i mean the fact that i can do this show on my phone and i don't have my my equipment you know my my interface where i can change my voice you know i can sound you know when i want to do those episodes where i say you know let's have a séance Let's talk to Carrie Fisher, you know, stuff like that, where I say, hey, you know, let's let's pretend to conjure these ghosts or have the church lady when she says, you know, could it be, you know, eventually I'm going to get back to that format. But I like that. Oh, I can record this show on my phone. I know how to modulate my voice. I always I've learned how to do that. Not too long ago. It's like, oh, you just speak at a certain level. I know that, you know, a lot of the different podcasters, they, you know, and I understand you wanted to, you want to edit it. You want it to be perfect, to be crisp. <coughs> Here's the thing. I studied to be, I, you know, at one point I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I still do. And there's such, there is a beauty in it not being crisp and and there there's a beauty in there being mistakes and fuck ups cuz then it's part it's part of life it's not oh we're going to go and this is going to be perfect no it's not not going to be perfect <laughs> you know i i 
I had a revelation. I went to go pick up mail. And the lady looks at my ID and says, that's you? I said, I know. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, when you gain, you look, if you look at my, I, my driver's license and then you look at me now, people are like, what the fuck happened? Oh, a lot happened. Or as I usually say, and some people get this and family members get this. I showed my aunt one time and she's like, whoa. And I said, yeah, depression is a bitch. She said, yes, it is. I said, it's a bitch. Because then you don't want to do things anymore that you did before. I think people think that, oh, I just got tired of working out. No, things started to happen. Things at work started to happen. People started to breathe down my neck in a very negative way. And I was just like, no, I'm not. I don't want this anymore. Mm-mm. You know, and that's, that's that's the honest truth. And if I can make people laugh through that, <coughs> I you know they they laugh. I think it's better when I don't rehearse it. It's it. That's what I mean by you. You have to do it by the seat of your pants. You can't just say action. It the action's gonna film itself. You can't just set it up or like the perfect photograph. Sometimes you just snap it. It's it's. It's a moment of chance. You know what I mean? You have to take it. And I love how people say, oh, if I had only taken that. Well, see, and I even learned that early on as a little kid. Timing is everything. You know, you can't go back. Once you've done it, it's done. Once you say what you've said, it's you can't go back. That That is there. So when people say, oh, if only I had gone to that shop before it closed and I'm the one that's like, yeah, I went there before it closed because I knew, you know, you can't, uh, you know, if only, if only you can only say that so many times. That's like saying that girl said to me once, oh, well, patience is a virtue. And I'm thinking, yeah, but. You can say that so many times, even though for you, time management is not even a virtue. And time management is very important, especially when you're not trying to piss someone like me off because my time is precious. Oh, can we do it at another time? No, because I've already set aside time to do this. I don't do that shit. No, give me an hour notice. Don't give me five minute notice that's fucked up <clears throat> that's where I'm like Mm-mm. there are only certain things that I will put up with and that's one of them and that's probably you know why I don't feel old I don't is because I'm I'm here now you take it or you leave it or you fuck it or smoke it up it's there you know, and I and someone said to me, well, you know, you're not getting any younger. And I said, speak for yourself. And I said, and you know what? And don't oh, and don't be all cry, baby. I'm so old. Hey, you're still alive. You're still alive. And that's always been my goal is just to keep fucking going. <clears throat> if I live to be 105, hey, that's that actually is the goal to keep going until the wheels fall off. 
until I just am like, I need a wheelchair or at least some skates. I don't know. But you know, this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. That's that's kind of my inspiration right there is when I say the doctors because I love Doctor Who. I grew up watching Doctor Who. This this man who never dies. He, he basically can't. He's this alien. He's got two hearts. When he does and when he is mortally wounded, he changes his face. Could have worked for Madonna, you know, plastic surgery. Um, and then traveling around in this blue box. And the, and the other thing, though, is I always tell people. And we live in this era of superheroes. I love superheroes. I think it's great. Marvel. <laughs> Some of DC. But the beauty of Doctor Who is he doesn't carry a gun. He has a sonic screwdriver. When he matches people, it's with his wit. When he puts one over and then he jumps in his blue box and he flies off and he goes to the future. He goes to the past. He goes to see Agatha Christie. I mean, this is before murder on the Orient Express, you know, um, goes to see, you know, people in the future at the end of the earth. It's uh, to go. He goes to see William Shakespeare and people always say, well, who's your favorite Doctor Who? And, you know, Tom Baker, Tom Baker is probably the most iconic, but he's not one of my favorites because I wasn't alive then. I, I wasn't here till the 80s, but I'm I am aware of Tom Baker and I'm where I'm aware of all of the the repeats of Doctor Who. But for me, it's David Tennant and Peter Peter Capaldi. Matt Smith is okay. He's good. I, he kind of grew on me. I mean, whenever you ha- to make a Doctor Who episode called Let's Kill Hitler. And it's like, whoa, we're going to go there. Okay. You know, that's not something that Star Trek is going to do. And I think people forget that Doctor Who is way before Star Trek. Doctor Who, Doctor Who started off in 1963. It was preempted by JFK's assassination. It would have aired on November 22nd, 1963. But they waited and aired it that Saturday in England you know I'm sure Churchill didn't watch it because Churchill from what I read or his granddaughter said he was very affected by JFK's assassination and he was like in his 90s you know and here is you know the the prime minister of the 20th century faced with that in fact they they portrayed him in Doctor Who at one point you know Although I got to say nothing beats Gary Oldman. I loved Gary Oldman's portrayal of Churchill because it wasn't the Churchill that we all know. Oh, he's, you know, he has conquered Hitler. He's in the famous picture with FDR and Stalin. No, this is when he was first elected prime minister. The king didn't have any faith in him. His predecessors had no faith in him. Nobody. And he's having to, okay, how is he going to navigate this? It's very fascinating to watch. He's at the bottom of the barrel. You know, 
the bottom of his of his cigar, of course, but you know, Monica Lewinsky herself wouldn't touch that. You know, and I've often I've often said about that. That's that's the beauty of the '90s is that kind of stuff happening, and you're like, whoa, Jerry Springer. You know, now people feverishly still watch Maury Povich talk about you are not the father. But it it will never come close to Jerry Springer. You put on Jerry Springer and all hell is going to break loose. Oprah herself would be crying in different accents. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. And it's crazy to think of all the shit that went down. I remember watching someone had taped the MTV Awards. Remember when MTV had music? (laughs) I do. They had taped the MTV Awards for me. And it was the year that Clinton, the Holowinski scandal. And all throughout the awards, it was all these little political things. And then at the, they did the nominees for video of the year. This is 1998. And after all the videos were played, there was Clinton. Thank you and good night. It was crazy. And it was also crazy is that the Republicans were spending taxpayers' money basically putting the president on the stand for getting a blowjob. And I remember being a teenager and we had to do these things called media reports. And I didn't do one because I did not like school at all. And the teacher one time said to me, Oh, you're very quiet tonight. Or today? Uh, yeah. Did you do your media report? No, sir. Well, then tell me. He always liked when I would say things because he thought I was really strange. He said, whoa, you, I didn't think that would come out of your mouth. Um, he said to me, tell me, what do you think of the Lewinsky scandal? And I kind of looked around and I said, well, sir, you know, with all due respect, We all know what she did. Okay, she gave him a blowjob. She's a cocksucker. And I said that and people were like, and I said, we all know what that is. And you know what that is. And everyone just and the 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 teacher's aide jabbed me in the shoulder when I said that. Can't believe you said that. And I said, well, that's what my grandmother said. And she doesn't bullshit me. And the teacher looked at me and he said, I value your opinion. He said, because you're saying it in a way that's truthful, but we don't talk like that in my class. I hold your diploma in my hand. I said, I understand you do, sir. I said, but we're all adults here and we all know what that is. And Barbara Walters pretends she doesn't know. And he says, yes, and that's what we will keep to ourselves." And I said, okay. And class was let out and he pulled me to his desk and he says to me, he says, you know, you would be a great writer with the way you think. He says, you're, you're saying things that Hunter Thompson would say, but don't say that in my class. Save it for your book. I said, okay. Because <coughs> he said to me, you know, people in Washington do talk like that. They say cocksucker and they say fuck all the time, but not in class, not in government class. So, yeah, you know, it was a it was an interesting time 
I've off, you know, we, I couldn't, you can make humor out of this. I remember watching Monica Lewinsky giving the famous interview and, and I was only like 18 and thinking, whoa, this nut job really is crazy. She thinks the leader of the free world is her little boyfriend and she can't even take a shower without him. It's like, oh God, get some soap. Oh God. And, and Linda Tripp, who, I mean, plastic surgery still couldn't make her look pretty. <laughs> it was just a nut job. And, and you know, and of course, that f- there's an infamous thing I've talked about on here before. Supposedly, after Larry King interviewed Monica Lewinsky 20 years ago, this is 20 years ago. Happy anniversary. Um, and Larry King is still alive. Supposedly, they were not miked. And Larry King said to Monica Lewinsky, what have you learned about this year? Well, Larry, I've learned not to put things in my mouth that aren't good for me. Supposedly, she said that. When I heard that, I thought that was the most hilarious piece of shit I'd ever heard. Are you kidding me? You know, she was the top of KD Lang, the goddess of lesbianism herself, Butch Dyke, KD Lang, KD fucking Lang. Const I love her. Constant craving. Canadian. Torch singer. Sounds like Patsy Klein. Looks like a man. Just perfect. I love I love dykes they're so funny she's you know she talks about being at the oscar party and she had had a sex dream about monica lewinsky and she told her and monica lewinsky's like oh yeah that's kind of cool that's kind of cool that i love how katie lang calls herself a daikon not an icon a daikon a dyke con um that this famous lesbian had this this sex dream about Monica Lewinsky. And here Bill Clinton's like, I couldn't even get her to get rid of the dress. You know, here's Katie Lang, who hasn't worn a dress in a long time. But I'm sure now she wants to go and buy it. I mean, it was just it was it was a crazy ass time. And then Napster came along. It's it's like I'm doing Nat Geo. But it's more so what I've lived through. And I think, oh, this is so fascinating. You know? And then you cut to years later, downloading songs. But see, the funny thing is when you would download them, you didn't always get the quality right. Like if you wanted to download individual tracks and put them on a CD, you had to be careful because of the bit rate. Because certain songs would be like in 128. And I'm speaking nerd here. So 128 is like the lowest of the bit rate. And 192 is like CD quality. Well, then they would bump it up to 320, which is really good quality. So then like I would download these songs for like a CD. And my friend would my friend would actually judge me on this. Oh my God, you should have just downloaded the album. And I said, what? You fucked it up. What are you talking about? This song sounds louder than the other. What the hell did you just do? I said, well, 
you know, that one was 128 and the other one was 192. You know, it wasn't like I was, oh, let me do this perfectly. I was like, pick, I was like picking daisies, you know? Oh, that one looks cute. That one is barely alive, you know? And it was, and it was MP3s and then MP4s. You could download movies, porn, games, what have you, you know? And it was always funny because whenever people would want to like, have like the birthday parties and they would ask me to make them a CD. Oh, you get all the songs. And they're giving me these lists of songs, you know? And then I had like a few cousins who I don't particularly like who were really freeloaders because they knew that I had a CD burner. Hey, can you burn this copy for my boss? And I want to say, why don't you go burn your boss his own copy? I don't be wasting my CDs. But, you know, I was nice. I did it. <coughs> People like that. <laughs> once, once, once a piece of shit, always a piece of shit. Always. You can put makeup on it and say that you're a life coach and say that you're happy and perfect little life. But you're always going to be a son of a bitch to me. Or there are a few others who will remain nameless who are now people of the cloth. And I think, yeah, I remember when that son of a bitch was a real fucker to me. They will always be that way. Because you can you can change it. You can I'm going to put the outfit on the wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm going to change. Uh uh-uh. You're always going to be that same person. And I'm going to remember that shit. So, you know, there are people in who remain nameless who have fucked with me. And I'm like, "Mm -mm. oh, I will never forget that shit. Nope. So when they I love when people say, oh, but they've changed. Bullshit. Change is a word that they can't even spell. David Bowie said it himself. Ch-ch-ch-changes to the first strange. They can't even sing that. I can't right now because I choose not to. Because I believe in a thing called copyright. And I don't want Iman or the rest of the Bowie family coming out. Oh, you sang daddy. You sang daddy's song on your podcast. I am a big fan of David Bowie. I have the utmost respect for him. I'm not going to cut his shit, okay? To make it an example. You know? That's why I love Margaret's show. She can go up there. She can do her piece. I love when she says, KTEL just released hits from the 80s. I used to do her jokes when I was in high school. Because I couldn't think of my own jokes. And then when people would wise up, oh, wait a minute, you didn't write that. No. Where'd you hear it? I'm not telling you. And then they would, and then they'd find out where it came from. Like I said, one time we were in class and I said, KTEL just released hits of the eighties. We'll be listening to this, this music for 50 years and 50 years. We'll all be in some retirement home going, Oh, put on hungry, like the wolf again. And they laughed. They thought it was funny. They thought I made it up. I said, yeah, I guess I did. You know, KTEL hits from the eighties when we were all just little babies. Come on. 
Yeah. And I remember we were graduating and someone said, came up to me and said, you know, I had a feeling that joke you told me you didn't, you didn't come up with that. And I, and Margaret show was talking about, oh yes. Well, you know, I borrowed it from Margaret show. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you got to start somewhere. You know, I said, I'll give credit where credit is due. I didn't come up with it. You know, in fact, the other day someone was asking me, and this is, this is my own. I created this myself. They were complaining about San Francisco. Oh, you liberals. Nancy Pelosi, San Francisco. You need to clean it. It's so dirty. I said, hey, where there are rainbows, it's clean. And they kind of looked at me and they thought, oh, wait a minute. You are kind of right. I said, yes. When you go into the gay neighborhood, it's clean. It's so clean. You could call it douche five times and it's clean. You could eat off the sidewalk like you're eating out of someone's ass. It's clean. They even have the hot cookie. You can go and buy a cookie that's shaped like a cock. You can go and buy a cookie that's shaped like a vagina. You can have whatever you want because there's rainbows. But then when you venture outside of the parts of San Francisco that there aren't rainbows, oh yeah, it's fucking dirty. It smells like piss. But when there's a rainbow, you will not... Unless they're into golden showers, then it might be smelling like piss. I've never understood that. But you know what? People have their fetishes. Whips, chains, piss, whatever. Swings. Yeah, oh yeah. Huh. I've met some very interesting people. One time they said to me, oh, come over. I'm going to tie you up. I said, no, I don't think so. No. I've already seen that movie. And I don't think there needs to be a sequel to it. Why don't you go after someone else come over? Oh, okay, fine. Well, I just thought of you. That's nice. You thought of me, but I'm not trying to get rope burn. No. Yeah. I saw Fatal Attraction. I don't want to be the victim of Fatal Attraction. You know, the bombs. <coughs> but we have to give credit tonight to Senator. I have to say it right. Because I don't, I don't want to fuck it. I don't like messing up names. We are living in a time of crazy walls. Walls. Democratic Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado took to the floor of the U.S. Senate this morning to spar with Texas junior piece of shit Ted Cruz over border security and the government shut down. And Michael Bennett ripped Ted Cruz, a new one. Republican senators are looking at Michael Bennett thinking, oh shit, he just called us out. And he did. It was like watching a Democratic Jimmy Stewart, because Jimmy Stewart was a Republican, people. Start crying. Um, watching him just go apeshit, but in a very relaxed, you know, not, not a Howard Dean type of way, you know. Uh, I it was it was amazing. I watched. I was. Huh. Now they're saying, "Oh, he should run for president." No, not so fast. In a white diamonds Elizabeth Taylor type of way, not so fast. No, because we have Elizabeth Warren, who knows what's going to happen. She's tough as nails. 
she could be the Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton. That's the funny thing is people were like, oh, you you shouldn't wish that upon us. I said, well, her name is Elizabeth. There is a queen in England called Elizabeth. We do need an Elizabethan era. And they just shake my head at me and I, and I keep going. I say, oh, and then there was Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who was one of uh, Susan, not one of if the major player in getting the women's right to vote Susan B. Anthony and then they're like where where did you read this in a history book oh you and your big big words your $50 words yeah I didn't have to pay for them they're already in my brain but you know it is the Dr. Seuss podcast and I do love history and I do it does make me cringe when people don't know their history that think that 1945 was the end of the Civil War. No. It was the end of the World War. The Great World War. In fact, World War II was not... Okay, World War I was not called World War I until after World War II. A lot of people don't know that. You know, um, they just think, oh, it's always been there. No, I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. And you know, at the Dr. Seuss podcast, I don't bullshit you. I check my facts. I was taught that by my professors. Even though I didn't become a lawyer, I didn't want to be. I'd already seen enough of law in order to go, oh, that's boring. I even took the LSAT out of, I took it just to take it. Just to make certain people spiteful. Let me take the LSAT. I'll just take it. That was so boring. I thought, oh, I don't want to do this. Are you kidding me? Make a lot of money and scream at people. You're out of jurisdiction. Order in the court. No, it's not happening. I want to make people laugh, not shit their pants. Because, you know, you can't. So... Um, I gotta give a shout out to, well, I have to do this. Let me go over here. Mm. We're going to give her a shout out. I gotta give a shout out to Sharon. Sharon is not doing too well. Um, so I, I miss, I miss your humor and you're, uh, oh God, she had so much realism, you know, and I, w- I want to give her a shout out. So I'm praying for you. The last time I saw you, I we were hanging out with your daughter and we were going to go out to the bar and you were watching some kind of uh, science fiction film. We had a very good chat. I'll never forget the first time I met her and she's like, you must be so-and-so. Yeah. Why? Did I look it? You know, she's funny. Just just smart as a whip. We, we had a very good intellectual discussion. She said, yes, I minored in psychology. And I went, oh, no wonder I like talking to you. So I want to give her a shout out. Praying for her. Um. 
So this is the Dr. Seuss podcast. I give a cup of shut the fuck up to this shutdown. May it end. May may Ted Cruz get booted out. Fucker. Unpleasant dreams. Good night.